everybody, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with CB Gold. I'm back, guys. Uh, we have Vince Pichel coming in, and it is a pleasure to have one of uh, the guys that I've always looked up to. He was the first guy that I've ever trained with, the first professional fighter that I've ever actually rolled with. Mac Danzig is here. How are you, Mac? Good, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, now, me and Mac, go, we go way back. I mean, what, like nine years ago, I walked into Legends Gym. I had never taken a jiu-jitsu class or MMA class or anything. And then they're like, they paired me up with you. Uh, my, my first class ever. And I think I might have got subbed, I don't know, 10 times in like two minutes, three minutes. And I was like so pissed. I was like, Jesus, I was beating myself up. And you're like, hey, man, if it was a wrestling match, you would have won. And I was like, man, that's, that actually made me feel a lot better about my life. Because uh, <laughs> I think I was contemplating suicide at that point. <laughs> but uh, you, you were a great teacher. You, uh, I used to go to your class all the time. It was a lot of fun, man. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember rolling with you, man. Yeah, you were always really strong, you know. But, but keep in mind, you were coming from like zero background of submissions. You were just, uh, you know, what were you like, state champ in Maine or yeah. something wrestling? Yeah, yeah. So, so like, I, I, you know, you had like really, really good takedowns and really good base and really strong. It's just, you know, I, I had been doing it for a while, so I already knew how to how to deal with with people that you know didn't have any submission background but but yeah man i mean that you, you were really tough to deal with oh thanks man, man. That, that that meant a lot to me and that i was actually like uh it was like i i gained a whole new respect for that because at that time you weren't in the ultimate fighter yet you right. you had just you were you were just trying out i remember some of your classes remember those two meatheads that were in class they were these two like steroid freaks and I, <laughs> I remember one time i actually tapped one of them with just a straight headlock a head and arm <laughs> and looking at you and you were laughing uh and that actually that made me feel really cool but that was actually a good that that gym we were talking about legends gym in hollywood yeah. it had dan hardy was there uh-huh. connor hewn uh, there was all these like uh, crazy fighters there. Yeah. It was it was actually a really good, very pure, innocent time. Yeah, yeah, it was it was good. I I, I had a good time there while, while it lasted. But then once I once I won the uh, the show and everything, I just I took off to to Vegas because at the time my mentality was you know I had been going out there for uh, for training camps for years anyway to train with uh, Gray Maynard and Tyson Griffin and Mike Pyle and those guys, and then I just said to myself, well. I gotta, I gotta bounce because I gotta, I gotta train at the where the champs train. You know right, what I mean? That was that was my my mentality, and and I probably could have could have done a lot better if I would have maybe not stayed in L.A. but but went to somewhere that was a little more chill. But but yeah, I, I had to take off. But yeah, it was a, it was a good time while it lasted, man. It was uh, it was it was fun, man. There was there was there was some some always somebody uh, coming through. You know, Carl was there for a while. But yeah, but you were fighting before it was even like a thing like you were i mean you're like you're like a real og <laughs> I, I mean you became right weren't you like a skateboarder who yeah. then became a fighter yeah. slash photographer yeah yeah that, i i dedicated my my pretty much all of my teenage years to, to skateboarding and i wasn't just dorking around i was i was trying to become pro or at least do something in the skateboarding industry like like filming or, or photography or something like that and um I, you know I, I had some flow sponsors but i was never pro or anything i just never quite got good enough and then um then i found found training and fighting and then i just uh just kind of you know went from there i had been watching the ufc since it was just just barely starting you know like like 1994 i was 14 years old and i was just like man this is crazy like i 
I gotta learn I gotta learn how to fight <laughs> you know and I started watching it and I watched it for years and rented whatever VHS tapes that I could from video stores that, that had the UFC and I watched it change from like a spectacle into a sport weight classes got implemented um, you know sanctioning bodies got involved yada yada and, and um, I was watching the whole time and then it wasn't until about year 2000 I had a chance to start training and I was like man this is what I want to do. So, do you have any wrestling background? No, I don't. I don't. Uh, uh-uh. no, I, n- I never, I never wrestled. I wish I did. You know, but your jujitsu was on point. Yeah, I, I started out with with like no gi jujitsu. Was kind of like my my base, my foundation was was just like submission grappling or whatever you want to call it. And um, and and I took to that real quick. Some people, some people learn that real quickly. And and it's not unless you come from a. a, a really long time striking background it's usually pretty easy to get uh, gain an understanding of jujitsu because everything is just so hands-on and the balance is pretty apparent the things that are tough are in my opinion are, are the boxing and the wrestling those are the those are the hard things you're boxing though i was look, reading like some of the guys you train with i mean you train with freddie roach yeah uh you train with uh gil martinez yeah gil martinez is awesome yeah you think i mean you think he was your favorite boxing instructor Gil Martinez is my favorite boxing coach. Yeah, like 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 Gil Gil taught me. He was mostly like a, a mitt guy, you know. He just hold the mitts, but but he taught me a whole lot of stuff and opened up my eyes and and gave me a lot of understanding with my boxing and and my my MMA coach, my wrestling coach, and MMA coach all all together. Rico Chiparelli kind of he he taught me a whole lot of stuff about body mechanics that not only worked for just wrestling but but for for boxing and and everything else no i remember when i saw you lose i was like fuck this sport because i was like <laughs> i was like because this dude i must have tapped me 75 times in a minute i'm like this guy's never gonna lose i remember when you won the ultimate fighter i'm like there's nobody who's gonna beat mac danzy uh and then i think your first loss was to clay guida right yeah yeah I, uh, yeah i lost a decision to clay guida yeah. and that's when i'm like I, he's probably one of the most frustrating guys to fight because it's just nonstop. It's like going on a treadmill at 10 the entire time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's not – you know what it was? It was weird. I expected him to fight that way. But uh, if, you, if you look back at my fight with him, that was the first time that he decided to pull the stalling game. Now, um, Clay's a great guy. He's an awesome fighter. He's, 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 he's awesome. But, you know – he did that against me, and I wasn't expecting that because in his fights prior to fighting me, every time he got someone down, he started all, going all caveman on them and just like going 100%. And that's what his fight with Tyson Griffin was like. That's what his fight with Roger Huerta was like. And I was counting on the, the, the possibility of him, if he got me down, leaving, leaving openings to scramble and get back up because he was so wild with it. But... He he just held. He held really tight, and he had really good positioning, and his 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 grip was hard to break. And he just he just held, and he did the same thing to Nate Diaz. He beat Nate by decision um, right after right after he fought me with the same type of tactics. So every now and then, Clay throws a, a like a, a wrench in there and, and and changes things up, and that's what he did that night. And I wasn't expecting it. He just he had good cardio, but it was mostly he was just relentless with the with with wanting to hold me down you and know? it's got to be hard to train for a guy like that because who at the gym is going to emulate that right yeah exactly yeah most guys they they, they want to move they want to you know they want to create something and want to try to pass but but see clay was one of those guys people would train with him and roll with him and be like oh man mac you, you're gonna 
you're going to tear this guy up because I rolled with him and I just was tapping him all over the place. But they, what they don't understand is when you get in there and, and, and fight, it's different than when you're just rolling. Like I think Clay, you know, if he's if he's just rolling in the room and, and he's just trying to, you know, go with the flow and, and play the game, he'll probably get caught and stuff. But in the fight, man, he's he knows exactly what to do and what not to do. And he's not going to leave himself open for anything. So... Yeah, the fight's a whole different... That's like Dan Hardy, probably the same thing, right? Yeah, Dan, Dan's similar in a different way. Yeah, yeah. People you know. are like, oh, I, I rolled with him. You're definitely going to beat him. And then you get right. not, and the next thing I you know, you're fucking looking at yeah, the ceiling. Yeah, some people are gamers, man. They, they, they bring it in the fight, and, and the, the, the training doesn't tell the tale of, of how good they are, you know? So how much do you miss it? I miss it a lot. Um, I, I, there's a lot of things I don't miss about it. I don't miss like the, like the all the pressure... And everything, I don't miss the weight cutting. That's for sure. Um, but uh, but I I definitely um, I definitely miss the competition, and um, the sport is getting like really you know saturated with really good high level guys, and um, I, I I I love watching it. At the same time, then there's a lot of guys that I'm looking. At, I'm like, man, I want to <laughs> go in there. I want I want to slap this guy right now. But 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 yeah, you know, I train with some fighters and and I te- teach some fighters and stuff, and it keeps that spark going in me. Like like, and it keeps me reminding me that uh, that I am still good and I still. So let's let's I, let's actually plug your gym right now. So if I'm in LA, yeah, and I want to train with Mac Danzig, what right. do I do? Well, you could you could go to one of two places. You could either contact me directly or and 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 train with me at, at my at my home studio, and I, I do privates and there. And contact you how? Uh, you would you would email me at macdanzigmma uh, at at yahoo dot com, and then um, if other otherwise, uh, if you want to do like a group class or a larger group class, I teach out a strong sports gym, which is in uh, which is downtown. Strong sports gym, yeah. I'm telling you, once, once I get my, my, uh, my leg fixed, I'm coming back for that rematch. Dude. There you I, go. I, <laughs> don't hold your breath, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, let's talk about the weekend. So, uh, first of all, the Sunday night was the comedy show at the Laugh Factory. It was me, Brian Callen, uh, Mike E. Winfield, Dana White, Matt Serra, and Dean Thomas performed. And David Spade. And David Spade. All did stand up, and I, I I hosted. I was nervous, man. It's like, first of all, you know, watching Luke Rockhold get knocked out was a big wake up call. Because at first I'm like, oh, I'm gonna smash this this, this crowd. Then I'm like, I don't know how confident I should get right now because you you never want to underestimate any audience. And I'm like, man, they would suck to bomb in front of all MMA fans because they're they're the ones who are gonna let me hear it on like Twitter. So I was like, totally kind of going over my set. I'm like, all right, I have regular jokes I'm gonna do for my act. And then I got to put MMA jokes, because if, if like, you can't do them here, you know, where are you going to do them? So the show was at 6, it was a sold-out show, and CB, how'd it go? Uh, wow. Um, it was a really fun night. It was, it was some great comedians. The fighters did very, very well. I think Dean Thomas dropped Talk more about me right bombs. now. I don't get to the fighters. Okay. <laughs> um, let's put it this way, guys. I was there. I, I watched Adam. Like he said, there were a bunch of MMA fans there. So it, it worked out to his MMA-roasted gimmick. Um, but let's just say I had to walk through a few blood puddles walking out of the uh, the comedy club because Adam murdered that room. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. And, I'm, and by the way, I did not pay CB to say this. Uh, he, he, he actually texted me this after the show. It was a great – I was having fun. It was one of those shows where I was like, man, this is awesome. This is why I do every, all those horrible, shitty shows for shows like this. It's like this is why – I'm sure, Mac, you could say all those – 
all those nights where you're like, the fuck am I doing? You're, 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 you're just rolling, you're dripping sweat, yeah. you're getting tapped by, you know, eighth degree black belts or whatever yeah. you're doing, or all American wrestlers taking you down, or yeah. you're getting lit up. It's for that night where you knock out Joe Stevenson yeah. in the first round, and that's how I felt with MMA with with this show. It was just, it was great. I had a blast, and I'll tell you, Dean Thomas has a future in comedy. Uh, I knew he was going to be good because he has he's taking like three. Uh, class. He's in like three improv troops. So in, in Miami, he it's something he aspires to do. So I knew he was going to be good. And he was great. And I'll tell you, Dana White was so nervous backstage. He was sweating, arm sweat. Like he was. I mean, he was like visibly scared almost. But he went on and he killed. He, he had great jokes, uh, and the crowd loved it. And same with Sarah. Sarah was also nervous. I'm like, and I'm giving him advice. I'm like, Sarah, just be you. Just you're already hilarious as it is. And Sarah had a great set, and uh, it was a great night. I think the, the crowd loved it, and it, it went really well. Uh, I was I was thrilled to be a part of it. I was so happy. It was a lot of fun. Matt Sarah unblocked me on Twitter. Uh, he told me he was mad at me because I said he has to lose 30 pounds to make heavyweight, and, and that was yeah, then a while Dana back. said the same fucking thing. Well, yeah, that, that was the thing, and then yeah, but I me, but I was, I was super happy with it, and it was uh, it was cool. We actually talked a lot about me and Dana talked about the, the Rock Holt fight and. UFC 199, which we're going to get into right now. So I was at UFC 199, and it was me, Bubba, Tyler went, um, and I took Bree, my girlfriend. Uh, it was one of those things where it was like, I got my, you know, CB was upset, kind of, but at the same time, you sold your tickets. And I knew this was going to pop B- up Bubba on the is podcast. a fighter, uh, but we, me and CB squashed it. We're cool, right? Yeah, we're cool. All right, good. So, yeah. What you guys For talking now? about? Uh, so I had four tickets, and I, I was I had I was taking Bree and Tyler, my other co-host. How I was leaving, and then I, I took Bubba Jenkins, who's a, a professional fighter. You start from the beginning. You were supposed to take your dad. I was going to take my dad. My dad, the last minute, was like, "Adam, I don't, I have to work. I can't go." So I had extra tickets. I took anyway. So let's talk about the fights from the the ground up. Uh, I was super impressed with um, Bruce Leroy. I did not see him smashing Cole Miller like that. Cole almost got the armbar in the third. I was like, what? but he, he didn't finish it, which I was surprised because it looked like he was very, very close to finishing it. Bruce Leroy, and I, you know, I, was t- I was talking to you guys before the show, is would that Cole Miller have beaten BJ Penn? No. You don't think he would have? No. Mac? Uh, I did not see that fight. I didn't <laughs> see that fight. No, I, I, I only watched the, uh, the Cole main in the main. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, Cole Miller... Um, he looked a little flat. He just it, got shut down. He got shut down. Bruce Lee looked great. Uh, he almost pulled it off, though, in the third. And then it was funny because Bubba was saying chocolate milk in the third. Um, but, but no, so Cole Miller, uh, that, that, that was rough to watch. I'll tell you, the James Vick fight, I did not see that going down. I mean, Benil Dariush beat Vick at his own game, which is boxing. He got outstruck by a grappler, which is, which is crazy. I mean, Mac, sometimes do you understand? Does that happen sometimes with fighters? Like, Okay, you're the guy's a predominantly a boxer, and he's fighting a grappler. So you yeah. think there's no way this guy's going to beat me in boxing, and right. then he catches you, and then and then you 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 underestimate the person. Yeah, I mean, uh, lots of times that can be a good game plan to implement is 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 giving somebody a taste of their own medicine. And if they if they had spent eight to twelve weeks training on nothing but defending the takedown, and they're not even thinking about their boxing, and you just change up the rhythm. By getting in their face and throwing combos and stuff, that's uh, that's going to throw a lot of people off, man. And that's that's another thing about the sport. It's not just 
how good you are and how good you are in the room, but your ability to adapt, you know, that's uh, that's that's the name of the game, man. How, how how good was your ability to adapt as far as... You know, I think it was pretty good. I, I didn't I didn't do... I, I'm not satisfied with what I did in my career. I mean, like, I, I, I feel like I, I, I did some things that I'm proud of and everything, but, like, you know, there's, there's people who are like, oh, I'm just happy to be here and I worked hard to be here and I'm happy to be here. And there's people that want to be like a champion or a world beater, you know what I mean? And I, and I, I went back and forth with it, but for the most part, I was the latter and I didn't want to end up, you know, I, I, I wanted to fight the Ben Hendersons of the world, you know what I mean? And I never got there, you know what I mean? So like, I, I feel like my ability to adapt was, it wasn't bad. But like I, I, I probably learned a whole lot about that and fighting and and understanding the psychology of it and 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 how to respond to to certain situations a lot better once I retired, you know. It's just that's the way it goes. But you're also yeah. a kid. I mean, did you finish high school? No, I did not. So you're a kid who didn't finish high school. Yeah. Uh, your goal was to be a professional skateboarder. Yeah, yeah. And now you're fighting in the highest level. You're in yeah. the pros of fighting. Yeah, sure. You sure. won the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. You fought in Japan. I mean, you've yeah. accomplished a lot, dude. You're a black yeah. belt too. Yeah, yeah, black belt in jujitsu. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm happy with a lot of things, but you know, that's most, most people that are super competitive. You know, they're, they're not satisfied. You know, if you talk to like, I mean, like one of my closest friends in the sport is Gray Maynard, and and. I know he's st- he he was he won't talk about it. He's not a complainer, but I know it still hurts him that he didn't make the Olympics in wrestling. I know still that it still hurts him that he wasn't a national champ. You know, he's all American two or three times, but you know, like like everybody's got their level of competitive yeah. spirit, and and um, you know, I I I feel like like I didn't accomplish what I could have, and most people don't. But um, the only difference between you know someone that barely makes it into the the ufc or or doesn't you know and someone who's like you know a, like a like a world champion lots of times it's just the the, the drive you know that's, the, that's but did you have the drive it. i i had it and then i had a whole lot of self-doubt you know no no doubt about that you know like a lot of people deal with that and then i think i beat myself more than than anyone ever beat me you know i, th- I think you, you the when you when when everything becomes apparent to you what this whole thing is about you sit back and you look at it and you say, you know what? It's a fight against yourself the whole time. You know that's that's what the main thing is 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 you, you're you're fighting yourself and you got you got to learn how to do that properly. And and I was always I was always putting myself down and I wasn't believing in myself. And and everyone around me is just like, what's with this guy, man? He's really good. And you know it it, it can only take you so far. I want I I wanted to avoid being the dude who was like. Oh, how do you say it? Like, I, I wanted to avoid being the guy who, who was like, oh, I'm the greatest thing in the world, and then to get smashed, you know what I mean? So I was always, like, thinking I was being realistic about it, but I was just being hard on myself the whole time, you know? I could totally identify yeah, with that. Even as yeah. a comic, I'm, I'm like that. It's like, yeah. I have a great set. Yeah, but I didn't record it. Right. Or, yeah, but I didn't do any new jokes. Yeah, but I didn't do that. Yeah, it was an easy crowd. Right. Yeah, it was like, yeah, but it's always, I understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. But, you know, it's it's good that look. You're a young guy. What are you th- like? Thirty six. Yeah, I'm thirty six. I yeah. mean, you're not even a third way dead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, for a thirty six year old to accomplish what you've accomplished. Yeah, I I appreciate, it, man. I, I I feel good. I'm happy with a lot of things that that I've done. But but like like back to the question being like like did I have good ability to adapt? Like in a way, I did. Like 
I was tough, you know, like there was no way anybody was just going in there and steamrolling me like real quick or anything, but except for Melvin. Yeah, the Melvin just kept fight. Fucking with you. Yeah, no, no, that that was the only fight I got blown out of the water in. Like, you know, and but like, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a real quick fight or anything. It was no. just like it was just a bad it was a bad night for me, man. And when he's on, he's hard to deal with, you oh, know. Oh, I I, I still and, think he's probably one of the guys in the UFC or in all in all of fighting who could have been He's that guy in the gym that you're like, he could have been one of the best ever. Yeah, it's like if I fight Melvin five times, he could knock me out five times, and I submit him real quick the other five times. It's like it's you never know which Melvin you're getting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And, and he was on when I fought him, and he, he's, he's a good fighter, man. And, and that was right when I was realizing that um, I, couldn't, I couldn't take the shots anymore. I had too many years of, of concussions and sub-concussive uh, injuries in in uh sparring and sparring way too hard for too many years and, and um it all cut up you with also me. boxed right uh i i had one boxing fight but like it was it was all that wasn't the the deal the problem was was the years of hard sparring and not and not taking a rest in between sparring sessions you know getting hit hard taking it and just keep going you know that's that's what screwed me up and that's what screws a lot of people up they lose their chin in the in the gym you remember how how Chuck Liddell would be pretty much impossible to knock out, and you could hit him with whatever, and he was just standing there, and he would just throw the left hook at you and not even blink. And then all of a sudden, one one fight, he's he's going to sleep, and people are tapping him. He's going to sleep, and the, and and the body figures out how to defend itself, and it reacts that way. And now I don't go to sleep, but if I go to spar in the in in the gym and I get hit on the chin, like my legs will go out from under me for a second, and that's enough. To make the ref go, oh, and almost step the, stop the fight. And then if your opponent follows it up with another punch or two, the fight stops. So that was happening to you in the gym? That was happening to me in the gym. I got, I, got, I got knocked out. Like, not out cold, but, like, I got, like, pretty much KO'd, like, to the point where my body wasn't um, responding for, like, a good five or ten seconds. A week and a half, my last sparring session before I fought Melvin. Ugh. Yeah, now, yeah. So you, like, I'm going into a fight against a guy that hits so hard, knowing that like uh, I can't take a shot. So I just went in there, and I and that's probably why I fought so so standoffishly. You know, what I mean, every I I would corner him, and I wouldn't exchange because I didn't want to exchange with him. And then he would throw something, I'd back up, and then I'd. Now, were you sparring with four ounce gloves, or were you sparring with? No, I was sparring gloves? with sixteen. It was it was a kick I took. The the, the, the yeah yeah. Who the and fuck was, is kicking you? A week before the fight, right? You're right. However, but the the problem wasn't wasn't the 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 partner or the fact that I, that I got kicked too hard or anything like that. It wasn't even that hard of a kick. We weren't going that hard. It was just that uh, I had been hurt in practice many times leading up to that. Even you know what that's I mean? bullshit. If yeah, I'm yeah, your yeah. coach and some dude throws a kick and buckles you, yeah, we yeah, put yeah. a fight. That dude's out of the gym. Yeah, yeah. I I know the, the problem was like my ability to. I mean, I used to be able to take shots like a champ. You know, like like I could take any any, any shot on the chin. I could take it and and. You know, I might see stars for a second, but I keep going, and then my ability to take the shots just just dwindled, and, and so you know, like I'm I'm taking a, a year off of sparring now, like, a, and um, yeah, what do you still see? How I feel a year off sparring? Of course, you're not fighting. Well, fighting? yeah, I mean, I still I still like to get in there and move around with the guys every now and then. You know, what I mean, I, I, the fighters that I'm teaching and stuff, and that I'm working with, I like to to give them a good look, and I like just, I mean, I love the the craft. I love boxing. I love MMA, and I I like to get in there and mix it up. And um, at uh, around around March, me and my wife decided that it was best that that I I take a, a year off. I was actually talking to a guy 
who's a good friend of mine now um, that uh, that I fought once is uh, Matt Wyman. Yeah. And uh, Matt said, hey. Handsome. Yeah, handsome Matt Wyman. Yeah, he's a good guy. And um, we were talking because he lives up in Portland and uh, I'm thinking about moving up there. And he uh, he said, "How about taking some?" I told him about my issues with the with the shots and everything. He said, "How about taking a year off?" I'm like, "A year? A year with no sparring? That's no fun." Dude, you listen, know? If you're not fighting, you don't need to be sparring. Like, I I love it's you, so much fun though. I, I know. You're a fucking psycho. All right, I mean, you're worse than this psycho. Listen, if you're not if you're, you're going to come back and fight, then yeah, spar. But now yeah. relax. You you've been, you've had a ton of wars, man. You were yeah. fighting that like, come on. And plus yeah. all that, you know. So, uh, more fights. I'll tell you, Jessica Penny's fight. I was hoping you brought that up because uh, that was unreal. That girl she fought. What's her Jessica name? Jessica Andrade. Jessica Andrade. And you know what? I see it a lot. I saw it with that other girl, that uh, Valerie Letourneau. When a girl goes down from 135 to 115, there is a huge difference. The only time I see it, the only I see it not work was that with that boxer girl in the UFC against who made the finals against Jessica, uh, Juliana Pena. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Jessica Ricosi. Yeah, she. But I think it's like, but these girls like Valerie and now this other girl. Well, Valerie's at one twenty five now. Well, okay, the one. Well, but before that, before yeah. that, I think it's like almost like losing forty pounds for a dude because uh, I just feel like they're just so much stronger. At 115, if they normally yeah, my, fight my at 135. At, my wife fights at 115, and I can tell you just by watching her train with some other female fighters and watching, you know, some of her fights, like, she, she only cuts, like, five pounds, like, you know, the, the week of the fight. And these other girls are really big. And, like, with, with, with you know, the lower you get in weight, every yeah. pound makes a big difference. And you're fighting at 205, you know, the guy walks around 218, you walk around at two. You know, 25, not that big of a deal. You probably won't even notice it. Those guys fluctuate, yeah. you know, day to day that much. But but with the girls and, and with anyone at that, that 115, man, that that's a huge Especially huge with the, and I, maybe it's because, of, you know, women's MMA is a little bit still behind men's MMA. And, yeah. you know, I'm sure the girls even admit that just because there's, there's less fighters out there. It hasn't been around as long. I mean, now it's finally, you know, becoming not as... You have to be a master at one domain, like the, the the judo star versus the boxer. You know, it's sort of like it has, it's become more of a hybrid. But this girl, Jessica Penny, is a tough girl, a, a great fighter, and she just got steamrolled. It looked like Joanna too. It looked like, and it, that girl it was too is going to get Jessica. Got. But she's a girl that lost to Raquel Pennington, right? Didn't On she, yeah. I think so. I think one of the things that she said, though, was she said, you know, I dropped to 115 because there is no happy medium right now. So I dropped to 20. She said, I I was hoping I didn't lose my power, which you can never really tell until you actually get in there. She said, I might get faster, but if I lose the power, it could be different. And she just got in there. I don't think Jessica, I don't think Jessica Penny landed more than like two or three punches. She looked like a mini Tyson, that little that little chick. She and she's such a sweetheart. But she was just steamrolling yeah. her. And I was talking to her after the fight, and she actually gave me her media day press board that I still have oh, in my so car. And she signed it. Nice. Um, but I didn't, I didn't expect that fight to go that way no. at all. I no, thought it was going to be way more and I thought I thought Penny was going to take it to the ground, use her jiu-jitsu, do her like, crazy thing. I mean, and it was just it was a beatdown. And I felt bad because I like Jessica a lot. And, uh, and she, she's not the kind of girl. You know, you see fighters a lot of times. They can shrug it off. 
They could they they lose the next day. They're, at, they're partying that night. I, I'll never forget. I'm with Chad Mendez the night he loses to Conor McGregor, and he's he's, he's having a party. Granted, he just got a half a million dollars. I'd probably be having a party too. Okay, but I've seen it. Too. I'm sure Mac. You've seen some fighters they lose, and it's like they didn't even have a fight. Yeah. Versus other guys that you don't hear from them for a week or two yeah. or a month or two months. And in, I was the latter. I was latter? like that even even when I won. <laughs> I was like, I'm out of here. Like I don't I don't want to see the inside of the gym. I don't want you know. But uh, but yeah, man, it's 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 the highest high and the lowest low. And and I I never I never really. It's not that I don't understand it. I guess I can understand it, but I never was of the personality of okay, well, everything that I worked for for the past. 12 weeks is just completely shot and and that was horrible and that didn't go the way it went oh let's go and have some drinks and just forget about it like i mean i put so much into it that i i'm just thinking to myself man like like you know i just want to play the fight over and over again in my head like like it's it's torturous but that's what you end up doing like when i lost to josh near i i was just i i I pulled an all-nighter i just sat sat up all freaking night just thinking of it you know and and that I think anybody that's that's really dedicated or really cares that's that's what's going to happen. And then so, everyone yeah. wants to ask you about the fight, right? Yeah, Cuz like yeah. that's the thing about fighting. When I <laughs> even when I wrestled in high school, if I lost a match, you didn't see me for 2 weeks. Right. I mean, uh, and I it was a boarding school and you couldn't even yeah. hide. <laughs> and I would not leave my room because I felt like I let everybody down. Yeah. I let my friends down. I'm a loser. This yeah. is the only thing I have going for me. Now what? Uh, without wrestling, I have nothing. Granted, a lot of that comes from being a 16-year-old and a 15-year-old. But I can only imagine being a fighter where everybody you meet is like, when's your next fight? Or who do you want to fight next? Or what's it like being a That's all they talk about. Yeah. It's probably hard to look at yourself as, no, I'm, I'm Mac Danzig. I'm not just a fighter. Right. There's more to me. Yeah. yeah. Correct? Totally, man. Yeah. It's, it, it, it was, that was always hard for me. And then you compound that with like, the criticisms that, that, that people give you online and everything like that. Or not just online, but just... I don't know. It's it, mostly online is a big medium that people use to 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 you know <laughs> tell you criticize. what you could have done better. Yeah, yeah. That everyone's an expert, you know. And you know, it's funny. Like, and I'm not saying this to sound like some sort of a, a tough guy or some stuff like that. But like, you know, it, out of all the 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 shit talking that that happened to me, like throughout my career. And people like not liking me for just odd reasons, or deciding that they didn't like me for what I didn't eat, or or whatever. The 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 funniest the, the the funniest thing about all that is never once did anybody, and I would have had respect for them if they did, come up to me and be like, you know what, I didn't like the way that you said this or that, or I I don't think you're that good of a fighter or whatever that is. That no one ever once criticized me, like talked to me to my face, and I'm not saying like. Oh well, they didn't do it because they're scared. Because I would have kicked their ass. It's not that I would like do something to them physically. It's just even like a one-on-one in person. I've never had anyone confront me of or, course not. or say anything. It's just the the the, the online thing is very. But weird. you actually quit the internet, correct? I didn't quit it completely. I I you know I still have like like I'm not on Facebook at all. I can't mess with Facebook. Right. Like, Facebook is just that's that's the devil right there. <laughs> but <laughs> but but uh, I I've, I had a little Instagram account that me and my wife use because we you know we just promote our you know our brand or whatever and and you know like that that we're teaching classes and privates. She teaches um, women's classes and, and kids classes and stuff and um. I, I'm on Instagram. And I still have a Twitter account. I just don't. I don't use it that much anymore. But you never know. I might. I might jump back into it. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of stay. 
I, I stay away from most of that stuff. I don't, I don't get on those forums or anything. Okay, so we got Vince coming in. Uh, Vince, so can, can you keep here, Vince? Okay, so cool. Yeah, no, I mean, and I, I, I hear you. I think that you, uh, there's one thing about you, Mac, is that you are a really, you're a, a very real person. You know, you're actually like, you're not a, hey, shut up, Miles. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you are, you, you know, you're exactly the person you are. You're, you're not like one of these guys that's going to act a certain way or, you yeah. know, it's just, that's you. Yeah, I, I I believe in authenticity. Like I look for that in in, in everything that that I do, whether it's like uh, uh, any anything that I'm into, any kind of art or or anything like that. Like I appreciate authenticity. That's why I really like that the Johanna Yo Jacek or whatever her name. I don't know how to pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I, I really liked when she first came out. I'm not sure what's going on with her now because she's kind of blown up. I feel up like a she's bit. she's buying into. I'm a celebrity. Hey! Well, she's buying into feeling like she needs to promote fights by creating conflict. Oh, but, yeah. But, um, which is what she's doing on the Ultimate Fighter show. But, but regardless of that, like, if you put that to the side, man, I saw, like, when she fought Carla Esparza and Jessica Panay, I saw someone who was, like, when she got in the, those girls' faces, she meant it. You know what I mean? Like, like it wasn't. You know, she had a lot of game. You know? What oh, I mean? she's different level. And, uh, and and I and and I just appreciate authenticity, like on all levels. You know, and and I try to embody that as much as I can because I just uh, I I can't hang with the fakeness, man. It, it's it's just too much for me. You no, know? I think a lot of people. Now, by the way, you being a vegan, uh, me like uh, personally, I. I, I, I love animals. I have a dog that was used as bait for pit bull fighting. I have two cats. And now my girlfriend, recently there was a cat that was following her around uh, by her dumpster. And she was feeding it every, every, every night. She was feeding this cat. So it turns out the cat's pregnant. And it was pregnant a couple months ago. When a couple, and, and we don't know where the kittens went. I think they all died. So now the cat is pregnant again. What's up, What's up brother? Get, uh, have, have, a, have a seat. Yeah. By the way, Vince Pichel just showed up, a uh, fellow UFC fighter. I don't know if you know Mac Danzig. Hey, how uh, you doing, man? Good to meet you. Good to meet so, you. So let's cut to the fact that so now, um, so now uh, she already has a cat, and my girlfriend's roommate was like, I don't know, it's living in the bathroom, and I can't use the bathroom now because there's a cat in here. So I have two bathrooms in my apartment. So I'm like, all right, you know what? I'll take, we could put one of the cats in the bathroom. So now I have a pregnant cat in my bathroom. Uh, and this cat, what I didn't realize, it was a wild cat. So it has no idea how to use the litter box. So it's peeing all over the fucking bathroom. This cat smells like absolute dog shit. I took it to actually get groomed today. They were like, we're not going to groom a pregnant cat because it's never seen water before or a bath. A cat or, smells like dog shit? Uh, you're right, exactly. It smells like urine. So I actually I have like baby wipes for cats now. I've been hand cleaning it. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, so now I have, so if anybody wants, lives in LA and wants kittens, let me know because I'm, gonna, I'm about to, so, um, I actually periscoped it before, and someone's like, "You got the cat pregnant?" I'm like, "Yeah, I got, I got the cat pregnant. Thank you." Yeah, but don't you have cat herpes? So that no, no the other cat has cat I, herpes. I, I, yes. I know. Okay, so uh, that being said, uh, that's how you make a cat woman, right? Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. So now I have <laughs> interspecies. So uh, Vince Pichelle is here. Uh, before we get into the the rest of the fights, because we get we have to talk about. Uh, the main event, we've got to talk about the Ariel Hawani thing, we've got to talk about Brock Lesnar, we've got to talk about Nate Diaz versus Conor McGregor 2. Kimbo but we got Slice. a guy, Kimbo Slice, passing away, rest in peace, Kimbo Slice. Uh, we have a guy here that is, started fighting at age 26 years old, 
had never fought before other than in backyards in, uh, <laughs> in Simi Valley. Okay. Uh, he then be- made the UFC in three years of training. Having no formal training, joined J- Big John McCarthy's gym yep. and before, tried like out for the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, w- and h- won his first eight fights, right? Uh, seven. Seven or fights. Seven and zero. Oh, oh, all stoppages, correct? Yeah, all knockouts, first or second round. No yes. One, no one went past the second. So he actually, so he joins the uh, UFC. He uh, he ends up going to the Ultimate Fighter. He he like loses. He loses on the Ultimate Fighter, right? Yeah, to, lost to uh, Ally Quinta. Ally Quinta. Then you made the UFC. I want a rematch too, Al. And you fought that guy Rustam, who yeah. who uh, got this, my ass kicked. He, who, was at that fight. he suplexed you 19 times on your back. Uh, <laughs> you went unconscious up. due to a suplex. Okay. However, your next fight was against Anthony uh, and Jikawani. Oh no no! I fought a I fought a, a small guy. I fought uh, Garrett Whiteley and then Anjikawani. So you won your last two fights. Yeah. Uh, you beat Anthony and Jikawani, and then I beat the hell out of him. You fucked up your back. Uh, really bad because while you're in the UFC, you're working at AAA. Yeah, no, no, it was my shoulder actually. Your shoulder. Yeah, I pulled my shoulder, changing the tire. Well, I, which which shows you how fucked up payment is for the UFC guys. I mean, what other sport do you have a professional athlete working AAA? Is there anybody on the Lakers working AAA right now, or even I don't even think guys that play professional Major League Soccer are working AAA. Uh, but Vince is probably not. So how? But you haven't fought in two years. How's it going? How are you, man? Um, I'm doing good, actually. I was struggling there for a while, but I just kept the smile on my face, kept going. Everything's going good now. Are you um, back in the gym? Yeah, I'm back in the gym training. Uh, that whole uh, shoulder incident, um, it, was, it was pretty fucked. Uh, I had to go through a workman's comp battle, which I'll never do again. Um, it dragged out for like two years because my manager that, that at the time was trying to you know, tell workman's comp that I'm fully healed and I'm fighting this uh, and that because I was doing the USO tours for the troops. Right. So I went to Texas for a couple of weeks and I went to the Middle East to you know, visit the troops. I got you on that tour. Live in the world. Yeah, that was really cool. Thank I'm, you for that. Okay. Um, tell your dad thank you too. <laughs> yes. And uh, so the whole time I'm battling with these, with these dickheads, kind of just going through the motions. I couldn't train. I was afraid to train. They had people following me around, so I was kind of going through that bullshit. Uh, it's all over now. They paid me to go away, so it's over. I'm training now and uh, getting back in there. I want to fight again soon. So how now? What gym are you at now? Uh, now I'm all over the place right now. Honestly, uh, Big John's closed down recently. Um, really? Yeah. It did? Are you serious? Yeah, I don't know why. Oh I, man, I, I, I didn't know about like, that. I wasn't training because of my shoulder surgery. Okay. So yeah, because because he had actually um, talked to me a while ago. Well, it was it was uh, around uh, maybe nine months ago. And he had wanted to start have a new person come in and teach a kids program, and he, out, he yeah. it was a really good offer, and just because of my home situation and, and like I couldn't move at the time, I, I just I had. Because where you're in Culver City, aren't you? I'm near Culver City. Yeah, you yeah. You train at PKG, right? I used to. I used to. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Not not so much anymore. I teach out of Strong Sports, which is a gym downtown, and I just teach people one on one, like at my place. Oh, right on. But uh, but yeah, man. Uh, John's a great guy, man. I got a lot of respect for him, and I, I didn't know his his place went under, man. This yeah, is, same here. And, so where are you uh, training? I don't really know logistics of it, but it just sucks because yeah. that's like my home gym. That's where I started, and I'm still wow. with my coach Brian uh, Peterson. In, but now yeah. I'm just kind of all over the place. Like, I go to the Jet Center, uh, train with Peter Cunningham. That's where I go kickboxing. Um, I train at Street Sports and see me uh, with my buddy uh, with the Bonds and a couple of friends over there. Um, Are you training with any you know, with, with, with any any pros or no? Um, no, well, just mainly jiu-jitsu guys over there. Um, over at uh, over at the Jet Center, yeah. Like, I, I got a couple good training partners who were like, I got, got this guy Herman Baltazar. I just call him Baltazar actually. His name is Baltazar. Um, 
He's a really good kickboxer. He's traveling around the world now, basically whooping everyone's ass. Just, I mean, his first kickboxing fight, he he fought in WCK, and whooped the Argentinians. Argentine, I think it's Argentina. They're uh, they're world champion. Who was like sixty-seven and one or something like that, and he came out oh you know oh and oh whooped this dude's ass. Like that's how badass he is. But he's just so like quiet about himself. He, you know what I mean. So. I have really good training partners, um, but I'm just bouncing around right now. I mean, are you nervous though? That like, does it worry that you that you're not at like a one stop shop? Like, a, um, you're not at an alliance. You're not at a ATT. You're not at a AKA. Honestly, versus no. you're trying to do your own thing. No, because I mean, those places are great, and I love alliance, and I love going to places like that because it's like everyone and you got beasts in those places. But I mean, I'm I'm just kind of just doing whatever. Like, it doesn't really matter to me. Whatever I have to do, I'm going to do it. Can, can I say something? Sure, I, whatever I, you want. I think I think that uh, that's actually better because I I, I going sort to different of, gyms. Yeah, going to gif- different gyms and 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 experiencing different environments and different types of practices and and not being like, oh well, I got to be at Greg Jackson's or I got to be at Couture's or I got to be at this place or that place, like. Like when you when you become a part of those places, it's cool because yeah, like it's a one stop shop and everything's there. But it's a it's a dogfight all the time, and we're all tough knuckleheads, and we're all willing to beat the crap out of each other, and that's what ends up happening. Like that's for for two years, all it was like me, Gray Maynard, Tyson Griffin, Mike Pyle, Martin Campman, um, Jay Haran, all just going at a hundred percent with each other all the time, and that's uh, that's contributed to me losing my chin. You know what I mean? If you, if you are just working around with people here and there, and you go where you want when you want, it's I I, th- I think as long as you got your head screwed on right, that's actually probably better. In, plus, in a lot plus, of ways. it seems like a lot of guys. If you're with, with the same guys every day. They know what you're gonna do. Yeah. You know what they're gonna do, right? Yeah. Versus you, kind of. Right. Yeah, and it's kind of like a variety too. Like, like he was saying, like you get different bodies, different people, and I'll see sometimes like me training. Like when it's Alliance, I started getting stale a little bit. Like kind of like it, be, it started becoming like a job or routine, and I don't really like that kind of routine thing. Mm-hmm. I like shit just being like just everywhere. You know what I mean? Like all over the place, because then I don't get used to something. Totally. And I like that. Now, last time you were on the show, you just gotten you broke up with the girl. You yeah. were you were supposed to get married last year. You were supposed to get out. married. You were totally fucked up. Yeah, is everything really is everything okay now? Yeah, everything's good. Are you guys back together? No, no, no. I don't even talk to her still. And I mean, I don't even talk to her. You done? Yeah, we're done. Um, I'm. Okay. All I'm gonna say is like, the be- I wish her the best of luck. I mean, I don't really want to say I want to say fuck you, you're a dumb bitch, but yeah. I mean, I wish her nothing but the best. <laughs> okay, I mean, shit happens, and, and I understand that. So it is what it is. Any? Are you with any chicks now or no? I'm seeing someone right now. Wait, where'd you meet her? Um. Tender, Actually, bumble? She, no, no, I'm not. I'm not down for those dating sites. There's a lot of catfishes on there. I mean, I don't know, but I presume. <laughs> right. No, it's, I don't it's true. Bitches. I don't trust bitches if they're not in front of my face. You know okay. I mean? I've like, been catfished several times on those sites. <laughs> I think you are the catfish. But okay, <laughs> the catfish. <laughs> okay, the creepy catfish. <laughs> yeah. All right, go on. But uh, it's kind of a it's kind of a like a long story. But to shorten it, uh, we were roommates for a little bit. Uh, she's super hot, uh, just smoking hot. Um, we were we were hooking up for a little bit, uh, turning a little more than that. So now we're kind of just seeing you each in other, love? and it's cool. I wouldn't say I'm in love, but you know, I like the girl. I care about her a lot. But things are progressing. Nice. Now, me, I, me personally, like, I'm not kind of. I just got out of that almost marriage, so I'm like, fuck relationships. I don't want to be a part of this. I don't want to have to worry about someone else and yeah. deal with someone else. You know what I mean? But at the same time, like, it's hard because me and her get along too well, so it's like kind of hard. It's it's. Now, have you talked to Joe Silva about getting you a fight? No, not yet. Um, but you're cleared. Yeah, I'm clear with workman's comp, so now I'm now I'm just training and I'm trying to get myself back in shape. 
um, before I'm going to wait probably like a month and month and a half before I before I try to sign a contract. So that I way saw you online. I mean, no offense, can, you look uh, good, but a little dad bodish. You have to like. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting rid of that. I'm trying to get rid of that shit. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> it happens, man. I guess like because. I mean, for me being like a fighter, I'm I'm not really like the healthiest eater at all. Like, I mean, I love fast food. I eat shitty. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm honestly one of those guys that kind of just I'm like a Michael Phelps, I guess you could say, of like fighting. Because, like, when I fought Njiquani, I trained three days a week for that guy. Like, I trained kickboxing one day, grappling one day, and then I ran one day. That was my training for you know what I mean, two months to kick that dude's ass. So that's like if that gives you any understanding of like yeah, but well, let's, let's why don't we step it up a little bit and, and go five right or, or just you like uh, you're like fuck it. Well, now I'm training every day and in, in like I'm not working in AAA anymore. I got another job. I went back to electrical work. So when I first started fighting, I was an electrician, so I'm back doing that. So now I'm working and then like today, I, today I like my typical day is I work at seven. I'm off around five five thirty and then I go to the gym after that and. Like yesterday, that was my schedule, and I left the gym at like nine. I think. Mac, any advice for this young? Went home, young and, buck. You know what I mean? Did it how to do? Man, it's, I, I don't know, man. It's it's hard. It's hard trying to 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 pay the bills in Southern California and 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 still and still fight. You know what I mean? We at this level, you know, like unless you're headlining and stuff, unless you make a run for it and start talking all kinds of crazy shit and and marketing fights with fake beefs with the other fighters and all this stuff you you ain't gonna get paid much and and you gotta pick up other other work and stuff i i don't know man i think i, I if there's I, politics like like any yeah. other like any other sport if i had it to do over again i would have i wouldn't have grinded so hard with the way i trained it I, I i was just i was so bent on this idea of man i i i cannot go in there unprepared and that would be horrible and everything and i and i think it's it's hard to find that line well just trust yourself yeah 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 and and i i think it i think if yeah if i had to do over again i wouldn't have done six days a week twice a day sparring three days a week hard you know you're a perfectionist yeah 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 well but i i had you know your body is what's on the line in that at that point you know did you ever like get burnt out where it was like it became like more of like a job or a job. hundred ten percent burnout. And then like, and then and then on top of that, concentration. And then add to that the criticism that you get from like fans and journalists and stuff like that. And then the next thing you know, like you're like, man, fuck this. Like I don't even want to be uh, like uh, like uh, I went from being a gym rat who loved learning and being into the gym to when I was at Couture's, it was like. I would train for a fight. I'd be there every day. I'd be grinding. I hated every minute of it. I'd fight, win, lose, or draw. I was not in the gym again for like a month. I didn't even want to see the inside of the gym. I didn't want to <laughs> see nobody. I don't want to talk to my friends. Like, but you're also a different personality. I could yeah. see those guys. Those guys are like not dumb jocks, but those guys are wrestling background yeah. wrestlers. And you're more of this like anarchist, vegan, <laughs> vegan introverted guy that yeah. hangs out with chicks that used to be cutters you know i've seen some of your ex-girlfriends they have blue hair and they like what you talking fucking, about uh, yeah, okay. seen my i've seen them at like, at like at legends they, they, they would come Mr. and watch Judgy you and they, they well, were, no no no, they were, no i didn't have no ex-girlfriends they were small, vibes. They were small and had like weird makeup and look, shit. Like, look i i appreciate i appreciate the way you're you're cultivating this story but, but let's just let's just let's, let's make sure yes that, that we set the record straight. I don't have any ex cutter girlfriends with blue hair. I, I was, I was with, the, I, I was with the same chick for for like seven years, and that's a, that's a, the lady that I had my my daughter with, and and we have not been together for a long time. But uh, 
But yeah, my my wife, man, I'm I'm a I'm a one woman man. All right, man. but I can see how you wouldn't fit in with those guys. Those guys, yeah, are like, totally. They're, they're I get what you're giving saying. each other like rat tails in the gym and wedgies and like <laughs> fucking sucking each other off and having blowjobs stuff. And you're well, and, you go and you're in the corner reading a book about like some about like Nietzsche in the corner, yeah, right? Yeah, it's I a, hear you. I, the yeah. philosopher in the corner. Yeah, I can see like you know he, he has like a, a pipe and he's looking down at everybody. I could see why this wasn't you know not yeah, a good gym. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I mean, maybe if there was a gym in. Silver Lake, you would have you would have loved it or something. Uh, but you know, hipsters have their own uh, weird thing that, that, that <laughs> bothers me too. You know what I mean? Because and the reason why is because it's not authentic. We go back to the authenticity thing. Yeah. Like if if it really is your thing to like have like a beard and these old antique glasses and suspenders and dress like you're in like a mining prospector from the 1850s or something. <laughs> like, you're wearing and those high waters. That's really what you're into? Like, then, like, okay, fine, but, like, it, it, and then it, otherwise you're just kind of following... No, I, I, I appreciate know. that that's a, the trend, and that the trend isn't that's, like that's annoying because they hate my co- they fucking hate my comedy though. So they, 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 <laughs> they fucking look down at me. They're like, Did I go boom boom after each joke? And I'm yeah, like, fuck yeah. you guys. Sorry that I played a sport in high school and right, fucking right. got some tan. Got, I've been in the sun before. So that's right. why I never see them at the Don Bar. The hipsters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they have that. You know, we monitor them coming in. Of and course, they get out of here. I'm like, hey, have you? Did you get laid before 19? Uh, no, you're out. <laughs> now. The why don't you let me in? Uh, that's a good point. <laughs> because she was dead. All right. So, so, oh, now, playing mortician. Now, uh, now, now, Mac. But I, no, I do think about becoming a vegan sometimes because I'm like, I, I love animals. He's lying. Don't believe I him. Fucking, uh, seriously. <laughs> but every time I see a vegan, they look unhealthy. You're the only. You're one of like the three vegans that you, uh, John Fitch. And there's like another vegan, Alex Caseros. Alex Caseros. Yeah. You guys look healthy. How do he I? Looked really good in his fight, by the how way. How do I become a vegan and not and not smell? Not smell. <laughs> I don't know. I, I honestly, man, like for me, all I did was I got rid of like chicken and fish in my diet. That was the last two animal products I was eating still in 2004, 2005, and and then I just I got rid of that and and. I, I don't know. I, do you have to cook your own food, long? though? Huh? Yeah, since long? since two thousand five. Yeah. But do you yeah. cook your own food? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I mean, I when I when I had the money, I would go eat out, and and there's a ton of vegan restaurants in L.A. and stuff, and there's all kinds of good stuff. But yeah, I, I cook my own food. I what I stopped worrying about was this whole protein thing. That's the main thing that everybody's like. Well, where do you get your protein? How do you possibly do it? your protein? Your protein. It's like. You worry about your protein, motherfucker. Like, like I, I, I honestly like, like protein is the last thing I think about. Like, right. I don't really don't think that that we absorb as much protein as we're told to to take in. You know, I, I feel like then your body just ends up having to con- convert that to to uh, glucose anyways, and then, and you you end up. Um, taxing your liver because so you don't eat protein it's all uh, i i was i was you know i was using like this supplement called vega for a little while and it's good it's like a vegan protein supplement but it's like uh, like that was only when i was grinding really hard and training like you know six hours five hours a day and stuff like that i don't i I just i just eat what i want to eat you know what i mean do you miss taste at all or no no dude there's see that's that's a big misconception (laughs) man mrs dash think about all all the stuff that that that, that, i mean there's so many things you can eat i i'm not even i'm not even worried about that i like what have i eliminated i mean it's just just meat you know what i mean i'm not uh, there's there's tons of of good stuff to eat man but you obviously eat like 
Do you eat like the fake meat and stuff? I mean, that they, not that they so have? much. That stuff. So no, I, like, I do mess with it every now and then, but for the most part, that stuff is processed food and it's kind of unhealthy. And it's kind of like targeted for these people who want to make the transition but aren't really sure and they want to dip their toe in the water. And, you know, I want to know any better. The problem with that stuff is it's never going to taste like the meat. You know what I mean? So, like, why fake it? Just go the opposite. You know, like, uh, that's. I, I'm, it's like going from vagina to ass. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm giving up vagina. I'm just going to eat ass. It's, just, it's never going to taste like. Right? You've been talking to Jason Andors. <laughs> <laughs> now, now let's talk about the fights that happened uh, Saturday night. Uh, another the uh, the Clay Guida uh, is it Guida or Guida? It's Guida. 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 Clay Guida. Like Guido, but like in Guido. Yeah. Which one? Like the one the backstage or the one in the? Well, cage? Let's talk about the one That's in the cage. It. He won the first round against Ortega. He won all three yeah. rounds till he got knocked. You think the he would have won out. the fight if, if he hadn't? Been... Hell yeah! Really? Uh, I don't think he won all three rounds. He definitely. I would give him the first round for sure. Yeah. Um, I think Ortega started started picking apart. I'm going to say at least halfway through the second round, and then he started taking advantage of Guido. I think the Clay Guida that fought Mac Danzig, if he fights Brian Ortega now, wins that fight. It's just a matter of you just can't have that style forever. You yeah, know? but you know what? I think, I mean, in all honesty, I think Guida looked, Guido looked really good in looked, this fight anyway. Looked great. Yeah, I mean, he dropped Ortega in the first round with like a fake low, and then he went high with a left hook, and he dropped him. And uh Guido, it seemed like he was there to like throw, not just move around and bounce around like he like he has been doing like in recent fights. And I, I thought he looked really good. He did look really good. Now there's a w- rumor that has been confirmed to me that the Guido brothers jumped Nate Diaz backstage, and then the Diaz brothers that night. That night. Yeah. But but then they came back, and it was a, a fucking melee. Do you do you know all the information? I don't know all the information. Um, <laughs> I heard from one of the Guido brothers, which I only think there's two. So yeah. yeah. 50-50 shot. Jason. I heard from one of the Guido brothers that it was bullshit later on that night, but then I'm hearing conflicting stories from, you know, UFC officials and they had to hide the Guido brothers because the Diaz crew is insane. <laughs> I can say this, Jason, I I I I I like Jason, but Jason uh he'll he'll start problems with any I mean like if he has like a third cousin and somebody like brushes in, up against their shoulder the wrong way, he's he's ready to fight. He's nah, kind of like one that of those type guys, of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is funny because he didn't fight at all in the octagon. Uh, when well, he actually he, came to fight, <laughs> he didn't make weight. Or yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> ultimate fighter. He didn't make weight, and he's walking through the hotel, and I'm like, he's a fucking monster of a man, he's but he's huge. fat. And he's as he walks in from the Guida fight, Guida had been checked out, they come back to the hotel, and he's walking in chewing, and I'm like, of course. He's the worst kind <laughs> of guy at a bar because he's stronger than anybody at the bar, you know, but he's not good enough to go, you know what, I don't need to be fighting right now. He's not humble enough to I don't not wanna, be the asshole. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to break my hand. I don't want to not fight. I can really hurt somebody. He's like in that weird space where he's, you know, too tough, tougher than everybody. He'll fuck anybody up at the bar pretty much. But the guys like you or you, you guys aren't going to throw down because you're like, fuck, I have a career. I don't really yeah, want to kill somebody. I'm, I'm not like that. I mean, I've been in, I've been in scuffles, but never like... I mean, I usually walk away. Once you became it. a pro, you were that was it was over, right? You didn't want to yeah, fight people. Yeah, I typically don't. I, I'll walk away from it. I mean, if, if someone like gets a little outrageous about it and they like come after me, I mean, I'll throw them on the ground, rub their face all over the floor, and like mess with them. I'll I'll just embarrass them bad. But you know, what I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna start fights and just start rumbling like a like yeah. A, like a I, I, it's like Jason. I, I, it's crazy. So I was, uh, you know, based on that fight though, I think that Clay has a couple more fights in him. 
You know, if he would have went out and just got smoked and looked terrible, but based on that performance, I think Clay's because that that Ortega kid is a prospect and a half. Yeah, he is. He's really good. He's a super technical guy. And, and have you, you ever could trained tell with him? He was a no, I haven't. But you could see in in his fights, like he's a slow starter, but you could see his techniques trying to come out. And he's nice and relaxed. He doesn't he doesn't get too worried with stuff. Like he's he's gonna he's gonna go far. I'll tell you the fight that was the hardest for me to watch was the Hector Lombard oh, Dan shit, Henderson man. fight. First of all. I, <laughs> Uh, Dana White gave me amazing tickets. So I'm sitting there with all Hendo's family. So it's me and like, and all, he has like seven kids. I'm not sure if they were like co- cousins or nephews, but they're, they're, ch- they're children. I mean, I mean, yeah. a couple of them are like, you know, 15, they're 16, 17, the but There's they're young kids. So while Hendo's fighting, one of the kids is crying, you know, because Hendo's getting punched in the face, which uh, if, if anybody, if you see your father getting that, punched, that first don't round bring your kids pretty, to the fight, yeah. man. And he like, never does, does he? Yeah, like, I don't no. know. The first time he's ever brought him. I'm he's not never sure. I know he's never brought him. to that before, but, but like, you, I don't, you know, you don't, I don't want my kid watching my fight. You no. Should, it, if everything goes well, then she can watch it if she wants, but luckily my kid's not even interested in how, how old is your kid? She's seven. Right. But, but like, I don't like it, it. That stuff hurts. I mean, like I, my wife's a fighter, and I corner her, and like I, it's it takes a, every ounce. Is she a pro? Yeah. What's her every, name? Uh, Angela Danzig. Yeah. Angela, yeah, let's, yeah. let's blow her up. What's her, <laughs> what's her record? Uh, she 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 just turned pro the other year, uh, last year. So she's one and one right now. One and one, five hundred. Yeah. Is she good? Yeah, she's good. Yeah, what's, she's what's, really good. What division? Uh, uh, one fifteen. Yeah, she's at one fifteen. Hmm. Yeah, but but what I'm saying is like it's really hard for me to be like okay. Like I, I'm not getting emotionally involved. Is it the husband watching or is it the coach watching? Yeah. You know, I can I can have like a, a guy that I train that I care a lot about as a person I'm maybe even friends with, and I watch him get wrecked, and it hurts a little bit, but it's like it's okay. I know what it's like to get wrecked in the fight. I know this. That's the name of the game. Shit happens. Yeah, it's okay. But like, if it happens to my wife, like I'm just like. Oh, dude! You know what I mean? It's it's really hard to separate. Yeah, that and if, stuff. at home you could you could change the, you could change the channel. You know, right. if, if, with, if, if like you're with your daughter or the kid, and, and the dad's getting fucked up, you oh let's go watch SpongeBob or something. Yeah. When well, you're there, there's nowhere for the kid to go. And it's just the way they film these people, though, too. Like you know, like you watch watching Miguel Cotto's wife freak out because he's losing the fight, or like Pacquiao's wife is flipping out, and it's like. Like, let them watch it in the back or something, you know? Don't let this be part of the circus. Like, oh, did you see his wife? And she's freaking out. Uh, and it's like, man. So that's well, what that's, happened. That's like one of the things, like, years ago when the cyborgs were married to each other. And, <laughs> and Nick, and Nick oh, Diaz man, that, yeah, 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 armbarred Cyborg for the Strikeforce Welterweight Championship. Like a rage and she moment, was sitting yeah. in the audience and she's crying and the camera's like, let's pan over to Cyborg and yeah. watch her cry. Yeah. But it's the same thing as, you know, we had yeah. Colleen a few weeks ago. And Colleen said, you know, Josh doesn't corner me. He's not my coach. And you asked, you know, he's in the back because he wants to be kind of uh, not emotionally removed, but he doesn't want to be forefront. And everybody's like, oh, what's Josh It's also about not this? about him. Yeah, and it's, yeah not, it's about so, her. So, yeah, so the kids are crying. And I'm rooting for Hector, but I can't even root for him because I'm not going to root because I don't want to root against, tough, a, against a five-year-old. You know, I'm not going to be like, ha-ha, your dad's getting like you're getting fucked As they're up. sitting next to him, I'm going to smash him in the face. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm going to whip his ass. So now, so now, now I can't even root. I have have to like silently root for Hector Lombard, you know, because I know Hector. I know Dan too, but Hector's a friend of the show, and he's actually a good friend of mine. And he texts me like, "Oh, oh I love I see you, the man." Biased opinion. So yeah, of course I'm biased. <laughs> so if you were fighting, it'd be the same thing. So actually, I'm more friends with you than Hector. But regardless, so Hector, so the first round he almost stops Dan Henderson, right? Oh, I mean, he, he got rocked first. But I look at Bubba in the second round, and I'm like, "Why is he not moving his head?" Right? And, and granted, 
Mac, you know, like I'm one of the guys on Twitter. I'm like, obviously, I'm not going to say we're moving your head at fucking Hector Lombard. But I'm like, why is he? I'm like, what would you tell him right now? He would like, I would say, don't stand there and trade with Dan Henderson. This is the only way this guy can beat you is by landing a punch. And Hector, I don't know if he was gassed, if he just doesn't respect he didn't respect it if he thought he was better but yeah, he well, uh you, you never know in a fight like that sometimes your emotions get the best of you he could have like because he hurt henderson bad in that first round he could have just got excited but like oh i'm gonna finish him and blew his wad and lombard's a big what dude was that at? 185 185 yeah, yeah, and he's a up. he's a big dude and for that weight class and hector still. if i was hector i'd only fight one round from now on <laughs> I, I would say listen i will Tough i will fight matches. anybody be like brony i'll never lose the first round seriously i mean at last if he, if he fought one round he would have beaten neil magny and uh, and he would have beaten Dan Henderson because in that first round he is so dangerous, but that second and third round he just uh, I don't know what happens he gets complacent or he gets tired. Maybe he got a little gun shy because Hendo did hit him, rock him, and it's like you know when's the last time you've seen Hector get rocked on the feet? No, to he the got point rocked, like, but then he went right to his judo, hit that yeah, beautiful toss, he, yeah. yeah. But and, uh, then he wasn't moving. He, he was just sitting in side control and yeah. throwing little elbows. But like but when, he, to... he, when he was lying there in the middle of the cage and everyone's celebrating and the whole place was yelling, and no, oh, and which I, I, I also meant USA. And I'm like, yeah, fuck that. I, I hate when people I hate that that whole thing. But Hector was out for like three while to they five were doing minutes. That, I was yelling USA. Yeah, I was actually trying to look at a lumbar to make sure he was like still alive because he, he was on the ground. While for people a while. were saying USA, I was like DA. Like Osada, uh, oh, but I was I was I was TRT TRT. I was completely rooting for Hector, and then I, I called him that night. You know, I actually spoke to him, and he was like, he thought that you know that those elbows were a little bit to the side, to, like to the back of his head. That those were the behind. And you if mean you the second ones are the one that knocked him out. If you look at them, they were the they were out, very uh, close to the back of the head. The, the one the one that knocked him out was straight in the temple. That that for sure was a legal right shot. Here. The the second one where he landed on top of him looked like it was square in the face, and the third one his it looked like he might have hit him in the back of the and head. And then what's Who up knows? with Hendo's follow up shots? Once the guy's laying there, I understand you Those fight are bonus shots. Yeah, <laughs> as, a, as a fighter, like I mean, if I get bonus shots, I take them. Really? Like, yeah, like. That's that's kind of like your that's kind of like your bonus sometimes. Mac, what's your opinion on bonus shots? Um, it it depends on where you are at the moment. I did it to Joe Stevenson, but not because say. I wanted to really hurt him afterwards or anything. It was just because I know some guy might go out and face plant like that, and as soon as he hits the mat, wake up. Yeah, he and, and if up. I don't if I don't convince the ref to stop the fight. Then, then I'm not doing my job. I gotta convince the refs to stop the fight. So I'm, I'm going after it. I just got tunnel vision at that moment. Yeah. And it, don't get me wrong. If you have clarity at that moment and you clip the person and they're completely done, their eyes roll back to the head and 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 the ref is you know a few paces behind. It, it if you can, yeah, just pull back and and you don't need to blast them. But I think it, it would have been cool. I mean, he, I mean, feel. he, he did that with Bisbing, was, and then yeah. afterwards he admitted he did that on purpose to Bisbing. Well, he yeah. was. And then he did it, talking some shit. And then he did it, to Hen, did it to Hendo. I mean, he did it to Lombard, and then afterwards tweeted out a picture of him smoking a Cuban cigar uh, oh, with with, with a flag over his thing, which was like, bro, <laughs> Hendo just, did that. Yeah, Hendo did that. Like, so I didn't bit. see that. Yeah. Wow. So I mean, come on, man. Like, I, come on. Yeah, but you know what, like. There, it's, it's, it's. I mean, shit happens. So I'm, I'm gonna give you an example. I've been in fights where I've hit dudes and and they're out, and I knew they're out, and like I've hit them a couple of times, just, just like Danzig said, to make sure the ref stops it. You know what I mean? Because you'll hit the guy and walk away, and sometimes the ref won't stop it. You know what I mean? The ref, right. like sometimes refs just don't know. Like if they can't see their eyes, especially if they don't know. 
But then when I fought Anjaquani, I knocked Anjaquani out in that fight. I kept hitting him to get those bonus shots. He woke back up and ran, hit the fence because he had no fucking clue where he was. Right. So like it backfires too sometimes. Like I woke him back up hitting him, but I, I, like you never to know. Me as a fan, and in a perfect world, a guy's out, and then you know you whatever. At the same time, I understand you fight till the ref stops the fight. That's how you train, and sometimes refs don't stop the fight. And there there have been times where I've seen guys when uh, I remember when um. And yeah, when, uh, honestly, you can't trust the refs. I remember when Jay Haran like dropped uh, Ben Askren. He puts his hands up to celebrate, and that cost him the fight, in my opinion. So, yeah. at the same time, I think you should probably finish. I don't know. It's a, it's a slippery slope, as it, they it's, say. It's all situational. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do, and sometimes you just mark Hunt and walk away like a boss. And right. I'm, not, I'm not defending Hendo at all, but they're. I'm sure you guys all know there was some bad blood going into that fight because Hector said he went to train yeah, at Team Quest. Yeah, blood. No, no, no. He oh. said he went to train at Team <laughs> Quest years ago, and, and Hendo wouldn't give him the time of day. So there was bad blood going into it, and Hector's like, I'm going to fuck him up. And, you know, I'm not, like I said, I'm not defending Hendo, but there was, I guess, extenuating circumstances. Just like when Rampage fought Vanderlei in the UFC, and he landed, like, three huge bombs after he was clearly out. It's just, you know, I... You got to be in there. Circumstances you just don't know that are behind the scenes. Yeah, I know. You know, I, I, you know it's not like the ref, the ref can major. You know, just says voila, and all of a sudden you guys are best friends. You guys are fighting each other. Yeah. Uh, you got to. Uh, so Mac Danzig has to leave. Yeah. Mac, it was an honor to have you. Thanks. It, 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 it was yeah. great Thanks seeing you, man. Can we get a quick yeah. picture before you leave? Yes, of uh, course. Whose phone is that, by the way? Mine. This guy. <laughs> so, you see uh, the shirt? <laughs> no, no. You, you, haven't seen, shirt. you haven't seen the tattoos. He has, he has five <laughs> Conor McGregor tattoos, by the way. Vince is, Vince is now going to hate is the me. Biggest he does not have five Conor McGregor tattoos. I, I swear to God he does. I do. I'm do you, working on a sixth. Do you want to see him? Matt, do you hey, want to see him? You guys, you guys are joking. No. Like, like the, the, no, no. He's the biggest fan. Like I got ex-girlfriend. No, he's the biggest fan. There's, there's one. Wow. Okay. <laughs> This is going to be on the podcast. Uh, two, yes. Okay. So, 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 so Three. So what, what happened when... when oh, okay, well, hold on. Hold on. We're going to have this on the podcast. Uh, Mac, can you talk into the microphone? Oh, so yeah, I just so, showed Mac the five no, no, McGregor no, so, tattoos. So, I got your hat, Vince, on my foot. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. So what, what happened, what happened when, when he lost to Nate? Was that, like, devastating? Or Me and uh, Luke Skywalker were hanging out at the top of the mountain together. No, 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 really. No, answer the question for real. Um, I took off my Connor fight kit, threw it in my room, and uh, stared at a cable box for about 25 minutes silently with my friends just watching me, waiting for me to blow up and kill somebody. But luckily, there were no murders that night. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, he's, he's the biggest fa- UFC fan I think I know. He loves mixed martial arts like nobody else. The guy knows everything. I personally, I think he should stop getting five. Five is enough. He wants, to, he wants to get one more. Yeah, but I have two Brock Lesnar. I'm going to steal his mic because I want to hold this fucker up anyway. Yeah. Take I, care, Mac. Right, Yo, great seeing you. Thank you. I have Thank two you. Brock Lesnar tattoos. Really? Yeah, I have a Vanderlei Silva tattoo. I have two Miracle Crow Cop tattoos. I have a, a lot. A Chuck Liddell also. I, I have a new Chuck Liddell that I got about two weeks ago. Um, I'm just going to say, like, I'm never that kind of person <laughs> that would ever get a tie like that or, like, a girl's name or some shit like that, but that's cool. What's like, I don't. I, like, I don't think in any way that you're, like... 
like a stage five or anything. I think that's kind of cool. That it's, you it's like. all right. Uh, Matt, it's your own body. It's your body art. It's what you like. It, you know, it's what you love. You put yourself. Matt, no, Matt Schnell called me a homo on the podcast like, a couple months ago. <laughs> Matt Schnell. Danger and then I saw him in Vegas uh, yeah. for fight night because yeah. he was there with ATT. And he, we were laughing about it. He was. But cool. now, what's what are your two Brock Lesnar tattoos? I have, you know, the skulls with the chain coming down that he, uh, with the swords going through him that he wore in his Death Clutch shorts. It's basically the logo for no, Death Clutch. I have no idea what the fuck. Okay. Me either. Just, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'll pull them up right now. All right. So it must be in a private spot. <laughs> no, they're they're right. They're they're on my back. Now, what's the six McGregor tattoo you getting? Um, probably the gorilla that he has right here. I'm gonna get it on the side of my leg. All right. It's badass. But so it's gonna look a lot better than his. So it's gonna look a lot better have, than yeah. his because I have zero tattoos. Uh, yeah, zero tattoos. It's gonna look better because my artist is better. Now, okay, so we're gonna talk about uh, the co-main event, which was Uriah Faber versus Dominic Cruz. Oh yeah, Cruz baby, Team Cruz. I, I know, I know that you're Team Cruz. Uh, I'll tell you what, oh, you know, nice. being there, that's pretty tight. I thought that Uriah won the first round. I thought that Dominic looked tired. This was the most tired I have ever seen Dominic Cruz. His mouth was open. His, his mouth guard. It, I was like, man, this, is, this might be the night. This might be Uriah's night. And then Dominic dropped him in the second and then took over the fight from there. Uh, had he not dropped him, maybe that fight would have gone some, a different way. But, you know, if, like my dad says, if my aunt had wheels, she'd be a car. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it was, it yeah, was that- an interesting fight. I, I thought that was a really good fight. Um, Cruz did look a little tight in that first round, but he was trying to wrestle the shit out of Faber. I think he was trying to throw Faber off and kind of wear him out a little bit. And I think that really threw Faber off big time, too, because I know Faber wasn't expecting that. He was expecting him to dance around, throw punches. And I know Faber didn't really respect his power too much. You don't think Uriah was trying to wrestle Dominic? No, uh, that was all Dominic. Dominic instigated that wrestling in that first round. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, Faber did wrestle back, but that was... I'm. In, in my eyes, Dominic instigated that whole wrestling exchange in, in that first round. And I do feel that first round could have went either way. I thought um, Uriah won that first round. I don't know. But <clears throat> at the same time, I was looking to give it to Cruz. I'm like, oh, this is going to be, you know, Uriah was doing a lot better than I thought he was going to do in that first round. And then, and then it felt like Uriah was on kind of not on Queer Street, but that his equilibrium was off or something. I think when he dropped him with that left in, in the second round, I think that really threw him off. I just don't think he, gave, he gained all his marbles back and... and really like got his whereabouts about him and, and could back into his groove because Faber is actually a really tough fighter he's he's been there he's been everywhere and he's fought everyone and beat everyone you know basically there is a beat besides the champs and I think that just got to him got in his head a little bit and then you know Dominic Dominic's a, a workhorse like that dude in the gym he's like the first one there last one to leave like he's always working on his own and I honestly in that first round I thought he looked a little tired too but I know Dominic like I know, I know his his game plan and how he trains. Like he always resets himself. So I knew that was going to happen, and eventually he would start steamrolling because that's how he is. I was annoyed because, like, I was right where everybody walked out. Like I would literally was like giving like fist pumps to people as they were walking, which I was like, <laughs> oh, this is the coolest job ever. I would I would actually get paid for this. This would be a great job to show up to like piss some people while they're going to a fight. But Cody No Love was waiting for uh, <laughs> for Cruz to walk out. Like right, like he had to look at him. So he can talk shit as he walked. 
And then they uh, announced the first time of the night they're gonna walk through the other uh, other entrance. I was like, oh man! <laughs> but now, now He's waiting to see what happens. Yeah, yeah but didn't shit still happen? I, I had I heard that that Cody No Love and uh, Uriah got into, and then Chris got into a backstage. That's what I heard. Uh, oh, those two got into yeah, it. Yeah, but oh, I know I, Faber had nothing but good words for him after the fight. You know what I mean? Faber. Would, wasn't even talking about his fight. He was just talking about how how much he. Uh, I know that Cody really wants Cruz, and that's a very tough fight for Cruz. I think because if you go, uh, I mean, Cruz's whole thing is foot speed. Not his whole thing, but one of his main things is foot speed. Uh, the way he controls you, how he's not there to be hit. You can't hit him because you can't see him. And then you got a guy like Cody Nolov, who I believe was thirty and one as an amateur boxer, and has better hands than Dominic. I, I would assume. And has Strong. He's and got has more power. Just as good at wrestling, not good at MMA wrestling. The submissions, I probably I would give it to Cruz, but I don't know. It's an interesting fight. Who's I think I think in that fight, Cruz would take that fight. No, Cody Cody's a really good boxer, and he's super aggressive. He comes at people, but he comes at people a little a little stupid sometimes with his hands low, just kind of throwing punches. Like he doesn't really stick to his technique like he should. And I think like. Cruz Cruz exploits that out of people. He gets people to do that, walk in on them, and then he and then he lands bombs on them. Like that's how Cruz fight, fighting style is. I, He's super elusive. He's hard to hit. I also was at the Garbrandt Almeida fight, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. Being so close and watching it, Garbrandt was throwing crazy shots, but at the same time he wasn't protecting himself. So I'm like, okay, Tomas has to throw one good hook, maybe, and he's got a good chin. But like you said, he comes in wild. He's throwing heavy shots. Dominic's waiting for it. He moves so quick. He's never in the same position for more than like half a second. So people were saying, you know, right after the Garbrandt fight, well, how would he do against Cruz? Well, yeah, he has power, but can he hit him? And we've seen TJ, who has power and has the footwork and everything, and he could barely hit him. I just, I think Cruz is like the anti-alpha male. <laughs> it, it, it's just the way yeah, it is. He's, I think he's that whole team's Achilles' kneel, uh, or heel. Yeah. Now, uh, the f- main event, Bisbing versus Rockhold. So I'm watching oh, this I'm fight. So happy for Bisbing. And I was so happy for Bisbing. And I was oh, secretly rooting for Bisbing <laughs> because, cause I, just because I felt for the guy, number one, you know, Every, almost all his losses are to guys who were on something. Even the guys he beat were on something. Uh, he fights Vitor Belfort, who's TRT out of his mind. Now his eye is looking in a different direction every day. Yeah, and his eye is always claw. red. It's constantly watering. And he still goes out there and fights and trains every day. Like, and the guy, I'm watching dedicated. that fight, and it looked like, you know, Rocco was treating it as an amateur sparring session. Yeah, and, I felt that same and, too. And I, I go to uh, Bubba, and I'm like, he is not respecting this dude's power at mm-hmm. all. And Bubba was like, oh, like, like, <laughs> no, like everyone, like basically, what? Well, I mean, the you know, common idea was he doesn't have to, but it just shows you. I mean, he did overcommit to it, and then boom. Yeah, Rockhold's a beast, and I honestly like I was rooting for Bisbing, but I, I in my deep down, I thought Rockhold was just gonna walk away with it, like no problem, because that dude is a super huge, he's super long, he's a southpaw, which is super hard for people to do with a lot of times, and like just his technique, like Rockhold is a monster, but Bisbing is like not a guy you should ever count out. Like he has punching power, and I think he got in, in Rockhold's head a little bit talking about destiny and like talking shit yeah. at the pressers and stuff like that, but. I felt the same. Like, Rocco wasn't really taking the fight seriously. He looked like he was just in there sparring, like, like oh, whatever. Like, eventually you're just going to go down, so it's whatever. As soon as I land a shot, whatever, yeah. I'm going to take you out. It looked like he was annoyed he had to be there. Uh, <laughs> but, his, his, you know, what's crazy is his, his arrogance is what makes him so great. But it's also 
It's his downfall. What was his downfall? And I think that you could put McGregor in that category. There's a lot of guys you could put in that category. What makes him so great is their belief in that they could beat anybody, which they... 99% of the time can. In the rematch, I, you know, I would, I would still think Rock Cole would be the favorite. Um, but well, it's a rubber match at that point. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I thought, you know. Yeah, because now it's one and one. Now, I, as far as, uh, one second, hold on, I'm CB. As far as Biz being after the fight, you know, after he knocked him down and, and then says, do you know where you are? And, <laughs> and just being a complete dick. Come on. I mean, you knocked the guy out. You got the belt. Honestly, and like, knowing Bisping, that wasn't even that bad. Like he could have, he, <laughs> no. he could have been so much more of an asshole. And he said he wanted to, but he wasn't. That like wasn't he, too bad. Like when he spit on George Rivera's cornerman after beating him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, you know that was I mean? classy. I think you know. And Rockhold made a good point when he said, you know, when I beat you, I came over, made sure you were okay. I, I shook your hand. I helped you up. Whatever. And Bisping goes in there and does that. And in terms of Rockhold fighting. With a lefty versus the righty, I was expecting Rockhold to throw heavy back body kicks, like hit him in the like body, does, go that for kick it more. Is, is he ruins people with that body? He kick. just he didn't seem like he wanted to be there. The fans didn't see him all week. I was at the hotel all week. Yeah, he wasn't staying there. Right? Well, what was your no, 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 Rockhold. Oh, we oh. didn't see him all week. He wasn't staying at the fighter hotel. He was at a mansion somewhere nearby. <laughs> the only one I saw <laughs> Man, fight week. Fucking Kardashian now, huh? Yeah. Well, he was. I think he was hanging out with Lazy the Savage and a few other people. I think Kane might have been there. For a little bit. The only one I saw at the hotel was DC that was part of the AKA, AKA crew and Javier Mendez. But was he at the uh, buffet? Uh, who, Javi? <laughs> no, no, DC and Javier. I don't think they have a buffet at the Manhattan <laughs> what, what Beach Marriott. Have a chicken cake? Oh, yeah, it? all about that cake. Yeah, <laughs> that was the one I made. Now, um, now what was your issue that's with Bisbee? All right, well, let's first off remove my issue. Okay. I mean, yes, I'm the one speaking from the fan standpoint. From the graphers? But no, not just. <laughs> Okay, you're, you're seriously going to make this like I've already been taking <laughs> shit. <pissing> I've <laughs> seriously been taking shit for days of guys like, oh, because CB thinks he's an asshole, he's now an asshole. No, I'm representing all the fans, the graphers, the regular fans, the casual fans. If you weren't in Bisping's close circle, fight week, which I was at the hotel Wednesday through Saturday. Now you got a room at the hotel? No, I, oh. I stayed at home. You stayed at home. It's in Manhattan Beach. It was like 40 minutes okay, away so in you the morning. Drove to the hotel in the morning. I drove to the hotel every morning. And I came home at night, except for the fight, when I came home before it and started, now, and then left right after it ended. So you're in the hotel waiting to get an autograph? I was just hanging out in the hotel. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> like, every word, every sentence that comes out of your mouth is, like, more catering this to my opinion. This is, All right. I'm representing the entire fan base, and I know I'm going to take shit for it, but whatever. Okay. The entire week, he was, Bisping was not very friendly. He was yelling at fans, telling them, you know, I've signed 20, 30 things for you when they'd never even came up to him yet. I spoke to him a couple times, and be, let me tell the fans this. I wanted Bisping to win. Until he acted the way he did fight week. I have never been a Rockhold fan, but I have never wanted Rockhold to win. Side note, I am now cool with Demetrius Johnson, so all, all you right. can leave me alone about that. Okay. So <laughs> Bisping was not nice to the fans. He, When people asked him for a photo, he was just kind of like, <sighs> again, like this is your 500th photo. I was trying to talk to him about the show. He wouldn't give me the time of day. He told me I have things to do and walked away when I'm holding the belt in my hands trying to tell him, like, you know, I know you're a fan. I know you know Adam, this and that, whatever. Wouldn't give me the time of day. Wouldn't give my friends the time of day. Other fans, not even talking to him. And, you know, I, I, I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt until he yelled at me on two different days. And then I'm like, okay, well, whatever. What He's preparing for fight week. One was with an autograph for me and a couple friends, and the other was for a photograph. And he just stormed and yelled at me to my face what and walked off. 
And, and what days were these? Was these like the beginning of the week? It was like mid or after? It was. It was. It was. It was Thursday and Friday. Okay. It was, Thursday was for an <laughs> autograph that I had told him previously I was getting for a friend from upstate. Now, I understand why he was an asshole to you. Do you know what it's like to cut fucking 30, 40 pounds and no, 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 have no. people like I swarm underst- you and, and you know what I mean? Like not stop getting bombarded? Like- no, I get it. I get it. And like I wasn't... <sighs> I've been doing this for many, many years and um, I've actually had you sign a few things, Fight Week before, Vegas, whatever. I understand, and on See, like way, right, on weigh-in day, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was it was when his car broke down and you were fixing it. Right. <laughs> on, <laughs> on, jump starting him. On weigh-in day, I Better leave him al- I leave him alone until after the weigh-ins, after they've rehydrated, that kind of thing. So the Friday okay. thing was after that, but Are I was you trying to the water fountain. All right, okay, go on. All right, go on, go, go on, go on. I wish this He's was pa- off the water so he gets his autograph. I wish this was Periscope so I could like walk out right now. Just one more, come on. All right, go so on. then, so I expect. Okay, so I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I, I had voiced my opinion and said he's not being very friendly, but I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. He's cutting. He's getting ready. What do you mean? So I f- on my Twitter, you put he's not being friendly. Yeah, it's, it was on Twitter. It was on so Facebook. You, so you put guys. Bisping's not being friendly. No, I was just people were asking me what's been going on, and I tweeted out that everybody's cool except he's not being right. Okay, nice. So, I, like I said, I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. After he won the belt, I headed back to the hotel to hang out. I wanted one photo with him with the MMA roasted belt because I know he's a fan of the show. Right. And Jason Perillo, who's his boxing coach, I've spoken to before. Always nice to me, no issues. And so I went up to him, and he was partying. He was drinking already, and he turned down at least twelve or fifteen of us, not just graphers, fans in general that were at the hotel giving him standing ovations when he walked in, congratulations, all these things. I said, can I take a photo with you? Yeah, he took it, and then he goes, this is your fucking 500th photo of the week, can't I just have a beer? And so I just kind of was like, whatever, I'll walk away. Right. But I've never had that type of interaction with a fighter, and I have met Bisping and graphed him before many times, at least half a dozen times. Never had an issue like that before. They've been on Fight Week. They've been without again, Fight Week. Because I was doing different things, and I'm trying to promote the show that I love with all my heart. I, I love you, CB. You're, you're the best, but you don't have, but, to, you don't have to promote the show. I'm just trying. I love you. No, no. I know. I love you, but I, <laughs> right, I, I, I just you, don't want guys to be like... shit over I just don't want guys being like, who the fuck? <laughs> like, like getting mad that you're promoting the show. But if you want to go to Grassroots, no, 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 I'm not. Don't worry about the show. It's totally cool. No, the, f- the, the Why, promoting like is right just... The promoting is not telling them about the show unless it's like a like a Demetrius when I was like, yeah, we have the show. He's like, no, oh yeah, I've heard of it. Whatever. No, no, no. But with Bisping, I'm not like, hey, do you know about our show? You got to come on. It was just, can I get a picture with the belt? And then I put the belt up with the certain fighter, so people go, oh wait, that's Michael Bisping. Oh wait, what's that belt? Oh, what's MMA roast? I'm not like talking to him about it. Right now, I, 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 this is one of the reasons I didn't want to come in today, but because I didn't want to get into this because this is this is the whole thing. This is the whole thing that's going to make me look like an asshole when I'm trying to do things for other people. I'm just trying to give you. I know you don't have to do anything for us. I understand that. But the Twitter, the Twitter reaction to this to this segment of the podcast is going to be all directed at me and people talking. You don't know. Oh, I know that. Okay, I'm already. I've already taken uh, almost a hundred tweets because of this. What? Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. We got. By the way, we have Sean Jacoby, who is the head of American Icon Autographs, who has an autograph store, uh, and, and he sponsors how many fighters? 
30 fighters. Oh, is that what Matt's Thir- signing for you? He has all kinds of Invicta fighters. This guy, when it comes to MMA, is one of the biggest uh, sponsors and uh, nicest guys I know. So he wants to talk about, he was here with Mac Danzig. Uh, he wants to weigh in on this topic. All right, I, I was there. I, I saw what CB was doing. Like, he, he was being a good fan. Okay. Like, legitimately, like, respectful to the, fa- the, the fighters. He would ask periodically for an autograph. He loves getting pictures with the dudes. Like, what, what, what CB's doing is good for business. Right. You know, like he's making your show look good. Okay. Legitimately, like I, I, I could tell you that. Like, oh, it's, now he's it's, upset. All right. It's, I literally want to cry. No, right he's now. he's I mean, honestly. I, I, I'm I, like, I appreciate. I'm having a hard okay? time because I know the backlash that I'm going to get no. from this, and that's not what I. That's not what I aim for. Oh. I'm trying to be the 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 proponent for this show, and I love this show, and you know I love this no, show. You're the only one. Look, you're the only guy. Aside from me, you're the only person but actually it, helping the show. But being honest so on the show, I appreciate that. I just don't want fighters getting fucking pissed off, and you're going, well, I was. Just trying to promote the show, but that's I, not but what that, I'm doing. Okay, no, for sure, that's not what he's doing. Like, okay. there might be one guy, Michael Bisbing, who said something negative, but the other thirty just, fighters, just a champion. The the other thirty <laughs> fighters like <laughs> like what CB's doing and appreciate like how big of a fan he is. And when when they when he mentions your show. They smile. Of course they do, because they love the show and they love CB. He's a great fan. Yeah. Stop getting fucking upset. Uh, of course I'm upset, because I knew this a... was going to fucking happen. Well, stop being upset. I'm going to take a backlash on Twitter that's not going to be directed at you, and it, it just... I said we just settled this with a grass mat. Listen, listen to me. Listen. Look, I believe you're, you're, a, you're a huge asset to the podcast. You know more about MMA than any huge of us. ass is more like Okay, it. you're an ass too, okay? <laughs> but, but listen, you, 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 you were getting autographs... For fucking 20 years for the fucking podcast. I feel like I'm in an Okay, you've been doing this for a long-ass time. I stopped <laughs> autographing in 2013, though. I just started back just so I could have a collection for my own. Okay, that's so that's something you enjoy to do. Some people, okay, they enjoy watching porn. But okay, I don't tell them people, I'm part of the podcast when I ask for the autograph. If you want to, go I ahead. I bring the belt up, and that's fuck, it. Okay? I don't, look, and I, now I'm getting wanna, yelled at by Adam. No, you're not getting yelled at. If you want to if you want to give him, if you, look, go ahead. Tell him whatever the fuck you want. You're actually help. I think you're helping. If Bisping wants to be, look, he's probably cutting weight. He's frustrated. He's nervous. He doesn't want to get his fucking ass kicked. He's fighting Luke Rockhold. He got choked out in fucking two rounds. He's probably kind of a dick to some of the fans, and I understand why. I, I, I but I also understand. Listen, the fans are the ones paying the fucking, you, you know, to see you. So I understand both points of view. Okay, if you want to get people's autographs and that's what makes you happy, do it. Okay, you're gonna do it anyway. The fuck you need? What the fuck you care? What I think? I'm, I'm gonna say similar, but kind of the same thing. If if you're doing something that makes you happy, who gives a shit what other people think or say? You know what I mean? Like if it makes you happy, that's but all you can't that have matters. both ways. You can't say I'm CB. This is my fucking. I'm on the podcast. I don't though okay, anymore. But you can't say I'm. This is what I talk about, and, and anyone could, and then and then get mad at people coming at you. I either block them. Okay, which is what I do. If you don't like my jokes, I, but blo- I, don't, I block I don't them. Fucking, I don't want to be like that, and I'm not. I'm not here to bash Bisping. Like, I'm not here to say he's an asshole. I'm just telling the fans from a first-person eyewitness perspective what was going on Fight Week. And before this podcast, all weekend, oh, well, CB says he's an asshole, but CB's the only one. I'm like, no, I was there. Yeah, okay, but you can't have it both ways. You can't say, look, guys. Listen to what the fuck I want to uh, – I look what I have to say and then get mad and people respond. No, but it's the way that it's presented on this podcast is my issue. Uh, okay. I think you see it as like comedy and I don't see <laughs> it as comedy. comedy podcast. 
I don't see it as comedy. This, so this is the cut. Co- well, you want to have the CB graphing serious no, podcast? No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> but like, I have. Never mind. The fact that you tell you, I, I gotta leave in a few minutes anyway. Oh, okay. Everyone's mad at me. This is my. I'm fault. not mad at you. you. Mad? I'm getting ready for your like show so I can go yeah. feed my dog, so I can bring my parents to come see you perform. That right. I hype you to everybody I fucking know. I know, and I appreciate I separate that. the two. Trust okay, me. Okay, all right. We've had, we had this conversation all Saturday right. night. All right. What do we talk? Let's talk about Ariel Hawani. <laughs> He's fucking back, and that means I can't have his job. So I'm uh, pissed. No, you, 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 you were you were right there. L- l- listen. Uh, Thanks, Adam. Look, Ariel, bye, guys. All right, Ariel Hawani, uh, uh, as, as you guys know what happened with Ariel Hawani this week, where Ariel Hawani um, leaked the Brock information before they wanted to, then got escorted out, then went on the uh, MMA hour, ha- broke down, started crying, uh, and then now he's unbanned. Um, I have a couple thoughts about this. Number one, according to Joe Rogan, okay, what he... And he he wasn't one hundred percent on it, but he basically it was presented to them that like don't leak this information or people might get fired, and Ariel did it anyway. Yeah, uh, the UFC if they have something like that out, and I mean anything, and if they have something that's that they're going to put out and you know about it, the first thing they're going to tell you is don't put that out before we do. And you know what, Ariel works for the UFC, and that's the problem that I have with every look. I like Ariel, okay, even though he doesn't necessarily like me, okay, because I said he looks like Toucan Sam or something, or <laughs> I, I, I made a joke about him being Gargamel from the Smurfs. So he got upset about that, but, now, but, but, like, but like now we're cool, I guess. I don't want to see anyone lose their job. From a, from a person who's lost many jobs, almost every job I've ever had, okay, it sucks. And he's got a family. Yeah. I think he's got two kids. You don't want to see anyone lose their job, okay? At the same time, this is not the case of a reporter reporting and, lo- and losing a job. He's working for the UFC. <laughs> when you work for a, comp- a company, a private company, you can't just go rogue and, and do your own shit. And that's sort of what he did. And it's, it's a situation where he is a reporter, but he's still kind of on salary. And that's what I, what I think is the case. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Some people say he's not working for the UFC. Other people say he is. He says his, his checks are signed by Zufa. So if you know what, though, Zufa, in, you gotta be. in my eyes, it doesn't matter to me if he's working for the UFC or not on top of MMA fighting. If the UFC for sure, I know, told him, don't release this before we do. He released it. He, he, knew, what, he knew what he was doing. And you know what I mean? It happened. Me personally, do I think they're going to ban him for life? No. I'm sure they were going to ban him for, you know what I mean, the certain amount of time just to teach him a lesson to let him know that they're serious. And you know what I mean? Like when we told you not to release this before we did. Like, we were serious, and you did it, so we're going to ban you. You know what I mean? Like, I understand it, but I don't, I don't feel like they were going to ban him for life. I think that was, that's a little drastic for them to do. Yeah. So, I mean, I just felt like, me personally, he shouldn't have done it. Like, he should have just waited and, and, you know what I mean, posted it, you know, simultaneously or seconds later. You know what I mean? What, it's not that big of a deal. Like, what does it matter, if, you know what I mean, to him? Like, is it really that big of a deal that he wants to be the first person to put that out? Or could he have waited a few seconds? I yeah, mean, it's a stupid situation. It's kind of dude. That's a hundred percent a big deal in his business. Like that's a big thing. If he can he can make that announcement before the UFC does, that's a big scoop. That's like a big thing for him. Is so, that is that we're sacrificing his main? But he's life. working for the UFC. Yeah, that's yeah. that's he, the conflict here for if, sure. Yeah, if he was just a a rogue reporter, I'd say absolutely fucking report. Yeah. Okay, but, but if you're what's his but main it, reporting? It's UFC. Like he's like he knew better. But, but if you're getting a check anyway. from the UFC, you can't. 
then you have it both ways. Well, didn't he claim that, like, he's even though he's getting his check from Zufa, he still doesn't necessarily work for Zufa? Like, well, well, then give those checks to somebody else, then. I, I, I hear what you're saying, like, you, and you're right. But CB? Yeah, but still, regardless, if, Zufa, if Zufa's paying him or not, Come on, you're really checks, about this? they told him for sure, don't release this before we do. He did, and that's what happened. I, I haven't heard that, and if that's the case, he's wrong. It, that happens with everyone. Like, I mean... Any kind of like Ultimate Fighter guys, all we're all told not to release any kind of information. You know what I mean? Otherwise, you're in you know you're in some kind of lawsuit. The UFC is like if you release information, we're, you're in a lawsuit. Like we hope you got millions of dollars to pay us for this lawsuit because we're going to sue the shit out of you. That's how they are. You know what I mean? Like they want to be the ones to release it because it's their information. Should he have gotten fired? No. Uh, should he got thrown out? No. At the same time, it's like if you if you don't want to take those checks from the UFC, th- then don't take the then th- go on your own, and then you can report all you want. Tell you what, it's been the best thing to happen to the UFC. What most mainstream press they've ever had. And for him. Now, who's talking about all this? No, 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 no. Like, how many times has ESPN and and so many of these mainstream reporters been talking about Brock Lesnar and UFC 200 now? Like, this has blown up the whole event way more than it even could have without him doing this. Now, that being said, Brock Lesnar fighting Mark Hunt. I mean, this is just a horrible matchup. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I actually was, I was saying to Dana, I'm like, you guys got to fight a guy. You got to find someone who has no punching power for Brock to fight. And they, they found the guy with cut. the most <laughs> punching power for him to fight. Uh, yeah, but, okay, I'm going to say this. That, that's a, in, in striking, that's a really bad matchup for Lesnar. But as far as, like, grappling, Lesnar's a big, huge dude. And if he just bull charges him and spears Hunt to the ground... Lesnar will take advantage of him. He has by two all submissions. Means. He has an arm triangle. Actually, he has one submission. He has an arm triangle. It doesn't matter. Like Lesnar is like over three hundred pounds probably when he's he, fighting. He's a big, big dude. And if he's on top of you, he'll just beat the shit out of you. And Mark Hunt is is Mark Hunt can take a beating and a he half. can. But when he's on his back and his ass whooped like that, like no one can. And you know, every man has his limit. And if I think if Lesnar takes him down, like Lesnar could win the fight easily. But if, it, if he can't take Mark Hunt down, Lesnar's in a lot of trouble. I mean, he's going to wake up not knowing what happened. Yeah, no, I, I just think it's a bad matchup for Brock. I mean, and do we really want to see this? Do you want to see Brock take three years off, get knocked out? I mean, this is what we all want to see. I mean, I don't want to see it. I, I, I want to see Brock Lesnar fight. I just don't want to see him fight Mark Hunt. Yeah. I would like to see him fight. I think they should have gave him a, a little lower level of a who? fight. Who were they going to do? Sean Jordan? I mean, who were, I'm going down the, the rankings of like, who are they going to find? Well, he's out? a former champ. I would definitely give him a top 10 guy, but I mean, who? someone a little more better of a matchup for him. I'd have to dig through names, like, honestly, to give him, like, if I were to pick a fight for him. CB, who would you have Brock fight? Frank Mir. Can't. He's, he popped, tested positive. He's out. Um, I mean, Brock, I, think I would like I to see th- that again. Oh, so would I. It's, a, it's the rubber match. Carwin's been retired back. too, but it's not about getting the best matchup. They brought him in for to sell pay per views, and Mark Hunt versus Brock Lesnar's gonna sell pay per views. Of course, but, yeah. you, but that's why he's there, Adam. Fight ending. It doesn't matter. They Brock they, they just want the pay per view buys. What? Brock by ground and pound. Really? He's not dumb enough to go in there and fucking swing with Mark Hunt. Nobody's dumb enough to go in there and swing with Who's Mark ever Hunt. Who's ever ground and pound him Mark I Hunt? I don't think he's that stupid. Stipe, he? didn't he? Stipe didn't ground and pound him. He just... Yeah, but, and look, but look at it this way. You have one of the... And I'm not talking pro wrestling. I'm talking one of the best heavyweight wrestlers that you've ever seen in the UFC. I mean, the first thing that, Frank, that uh, Mike Goldberg said when, when he fought Mir the first time, how long until Brock goes for a takedown? And he couldn't even finish the sentence. It was three seconds in, and he barreled through him. Fucking hits Heath Herring at the start of their fight, and then barrels through him. All he has to do is go for the fastest double leg you're ever going to see in an MMA fight, 
get to mount and just start fucking pounding him. You think Mark Hunt's going to throw up an arm bar or a bottom a bottom arm triangle? He's going to no. draw. He's going to take him down immediately. Brock doesn't like getting hit. He didn't like getting hit in practice, and he's fastest double leg you'll ever see in your life. Pass the mount because he'll probably land on either side or half guard. Pass the mount and brain on top of it. You're looking at a 310 pound guy that's going to come in and just fucking yeah. Do I think Brock can lose? Yeah, there's a very good possibility he could lose that fight. But he has to shoot immediately, and he's not dumb enough to go in there with the most powerful hands in the heavyweight division, if not the UFC. He got into a striking match with Overeem, but also too. Also, uh, well, yeah, look what happened. But also, um, Lesnar is a really good wrestler. Great wrestler. Especially for his size. But like Sean McCorkle said, when he fought Mark Hunt, he missed him with an uppercut and it still hurt. I mean, (laughs) this dude, the fucking wind hurt him. I mean, I don't know. I I just think it's a bad match. Fast as double leg. Don't even come out there. One of two things. Come out there and shoot as hard as you fucking can as soon as you get near the guy. Or you come out there, pump a couple jabs, thinking Hunt's going to think, you know, what the hell is he doing? And then just fucking grab his legs. You, you can't tell me that Brock cannot take down Mark Hunt. I don't give a shit who Mark Hunt trains with. There is no way that he can stop a double leg from Brock Lesnar. Nobody can. If I were to give him like an even matchup as like Mihid versus Mihid, I'd probably give him someone like Todd Duffy. Like yeah, Todd, Todd, Todd Duffy would have been a perfect opponent for Brock Lesnar. Todd Duffy wanted that fight too. But Todd's coming off a terrible loss. Like that's that's not going to sell pay per views. And the UFC brought in Brock to sell tickets and pay per views. But you think Brock? I mean, I think Brock anybody would sell pay per views. Not dude. Who's who cares about Brock versus Todd Lesnar versus Brock versus Mark Hunt? We wouldn't even be talking about Brock versus Todd, Todd Duffy right now and how the fight would go. You wouldn't. I mean, bringing Brock back, you saw the commercial on Saturday night. Nobody knew who he was fighting till Monday, and the internet broke. It was that whole UFC 200 ad, which, by the way, this is, is the whole, my whole point. an amazing ad. But then it's, can you see me now? And it shows Brock, and everybody's like, what the fuck? Yes. Does it matter who he's fighting to sell? Yes, but in terms of selling UFC 200, they just doubled their pay-per-view buys by having the name Brock Lesnar in the co-main. And they know it's big enough that they're putting it ahead of their Women's Bantamweight Championship and their Interim Featherweight Championship. It is the co-main event. I mean, the crazy part about this whole uh, fight is that, uh, that, uh, what's his name, Uh, the the ex-champion is on Fight Pass, uh, the 135. T.J. Dillashaw, a son sell. On this card. That's that's crazy. They need to pad his, his this card. His last fight was the, for the title, and now he's on Fight Pass at UFC 200. Yeah, but that's the same thing as, you know, Aljamain and Caraway. That was arguably one of the best matchups on the fight night. It was on Fight Pass. BJ Penn was going to be on Fox Sports prelims yeah. when he was fighting, no matter who he was fighting. They're, they're trying to get people interested into the Fight Pass, get their $10 a month, because there is a lot of money for the UFC there, yeah. their $10 a month. The Fox Sports prelims, you know, the most advertising they do during their Fight Pass and their Fox Sports prelims is advertising for the event that night, which I laugh at because you're like, I already know this is happening. But there's people that are like, you know, they set you up to go, yeah, I got to order that pay-per-view. Yeah, you put Matt Brown and Damian Maya on the fight on the Fox Sports prelims, and people are going, shit, I guess I have to order 198. Not that the, all I other Fox fights. It's true. Pass, but it was crazy. Uh, Kelvin Gaslam, by the way, came to my show on uh, Sunday. He shows up, and I'm like, oh, he, he, he came late. I'm like, oh, he uh, couldn't make, make, make way for the show. And, uh, yeah, he showed up yeah. with like... 
20 minutes left. Like, I, I was know. very. I think he was hitting the back. I think he wanted to be seen. Oh, uh, yeah. okay, okay. It was a very Bubba Jenkins thing to do. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, well, uh, you listen. also had Hegan Machado there. You also had Ed Soros there. Sean McCorkle. Sean McCorkle got yelled at by the staff. I know. I didn't know what yeah. that was about, but I'm like, dude, when you're sitting down, you're pretty much standing up. And then up, James so. Mutsari was there. <laughs> oh, he was? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know this. That. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Listen. That is our uh, our podcast. People, do not hit up CB and give him a hard time It'll for the Michael anyways. Bisping thing. Please do not, okay? Can we touch on one thing before sure. we end that's very important? Yes. Kimbo Slice. Yes. Rest in peace to Kimbo Slice. Yeah, sad very sad. Uh, a guy was a definition of a warrior. I mean, the American dream. Dude went from YouTube to fighting yeah, in the UFC. In he, you know, he UFC. was part of, uh, he was the main event for two of the five biggest MMA fights events ever on cable television wow his fight i think I it was that. uh the petrozelli fight on elite xe and and i think the other one might have been his or no i think the tank abbott fight and then one the bellator with shamrock was like two of the biggest highest rated mma events of all time on cable television i did not know that so rest in peace kimbo slice so that is our podcast today uh tomorrow we have hanato on uh should be fun so listen once again guys because I don't want to hear CB fucking complain, all right? Oh, see? All right? Here we go again. <laughs> do not give him a hard time. Okay? Sean, do you have a podcast? Do you all need right. somebody? Dude, Adam just made it so much worse for you, dude. Right. I, yeah, I know. Yeah, That's what gonna, he does. He's going to give him It's all right. Now. I got my parents coming to his dime bar tonight. CB is my friend. the fuck out of him. Yeah, he is my oh, friend, Adam. and I do not want him to have any kind of stress in his life, okay? He's a fragile, life is delicate soul. Oh, my okay? Listen, so... I quit. smells like sunshine. So you quit? I I quit. Tyler can have the belt. Oh, no, no. Tyler, really? Can I have the belt? Listen, um, <laughs> it's a $600 belt, right? No, actually, it goes to Caraway because he's the most roasted. Oh, okay. Oh. Caraway does get the belt. So, uh, what do we I do don't really, uh, phone calls? We do phone calls yet? <laughs> you got it today? All right, so we're going to start doing phone calls again on the show. But I like what I don't know phone calls. Um, oh, thanks, CB, <laughs> making a fucking face. Listen, I want to thank Mac Danzig, Vince Pichel, CB Gold and uh, Sean Jacoby, okay? American Icon Autographs. He used to sponsor us. Hopefully one day he'll sponsor us again. We fucking need sponsors. I need posters for this fucking uh, I, I got thing. you 18 of them coming. Man, what are you talking about? <laughs> I've They're coming his, on I've, Thursday. I've been to yeah, his James shop. James Monroe and him. That's this it. This dude's got thousands of it's fucking posters. Millions of. Yeah, how many posters None of his posters yet? are straight right now. Oh, no, no, neither are you. Okay, so... Oh! Roasted. All right. So Roasted. Listen. Meanwhile, you stare at my girlfriend every time she's in studio, she's, but she's I'm smoke, straight. She's smoking I'm hot. Not straight. Your girlfriend's hot. All right. It's a beer. I know. All I right, upgraded. Now, listen, you should see um, the next one. So, uh, next what? You, I said I upgraded. You should see the next one. Nice. He's doing my jokes back to me. Listen, uh, July 4th, memorized your entire uh, UFC set. fight weekend. I will be at the Stratosphere Hotel performing at the LA Comedy Club. If you want free tickets, hit me up. I will hook you up with free tickets. Okay, I know Frank Mir says he might perform on the show. Leslie Smith, uh, we got. We're also doing a podcast live from Vegas that weekend. Okay, yes, yes, you're invited. I'm uh, not going to be there, dude. I uh, can't come to Vegas that week. Well, we're still we're still doing a podcast. Okay, no, uh, now, so, um, now uh, also uh, uh, coming up next week, I will be at the Comedy Cave in Calgary. Following week at the Comedy Club in Rochester. Uh, New York. The dime bar every Tuesday night. Every Tuesday night at the dime bar. It's gonna be fun. It's a great guy. Tonight's we got Damon, a good lineup. We got Damon Wayans Jr. tonight. 
Uh, it's going to be good. And you got Tyler yeah. Bowe in his last Tyler performance. Bow, his last LA performance. What, what's with the. Uh, I've seen the posters on Facebook saying Dana White, and then uh, who else is going to be there? No, that was last week. That was, that was a, a Laugh Factory. Yeah, it was oh, Dana, man, was Matt, Sarah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, Dean Thomas. You are right yeah. on top of it, dude. Yep, All right, so. So listen. I was going to uh, go this Tuesday to that one. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my way there now. Okay. Well, listen. Thank you. Okay. Once again, do not harass CB Gold. All right. So, and, but if you do, Subliminal make sure it's messages. very funny Subliminal and tag messages. me. At least, right, if it's so, cle- <laughs> at least if it's clever, it's fine. But if you're going to send me fucking hate tweets of like, you don't know shit and nobody likes you, blah, blah, blah. Like the underground is tearing me apart. But then there's another thread that everybody loves me. So I'm like, well, fuck you guys. If I got 20 haters, I'm working up to 40. Yes, because you're very good at dealing with that. All right, so, so listen. And Steve's uh, actually a really cool dude because he said he had a, a Bane mask for me, and he pulled through, and he gave me a Bane I mask. I have two. What's I have the, two what, for Bane. What do you have? Bane. Bane mask. From Batman? Yeah. He asked me. He yeah, put a I was, tweet uh, out. I was working, and I was up in an attic, and I have a respirator on, and I'm just like up in an attic putting in uh, like junction boxes because I'm, I'm an electrician now. So he, he's, he's tweeting me back like, hey, I got a real-life Bane mask you can have for me on Instagram or, or it's Twitter, Twitter, right? Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. Um, and he told me he had one. And I was like, "Oh, sweet! Like, cool! Like, you know what I mean? Like, someone showed and like, held it me up since that was like." What, so, if anybody wants you to send them stuff, just tweet CB. He will send you whatever what you want. What happened to the T-shirt okay. contest? Uh, so, well, There's a T-shirt are, contest. No, no we, we we have a winner. The problem is they're like. They're like, no, uh, no, they're like $9 to make, but then um, I don't know if I want to sell. I'm going to have to buy like 500 of them. I don't know if I want to sell 500 I just want one. Yeah, I'll fucking make them. I All right, guys, they can make your shirts cheaper than that. Really? Yeah. So you think the darkness is your ally? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. Adam's not having it. We, we Adam's it. not right, having that's it. That's our podcast. <laughs> that was Thank the weirdest you, Joe. Ever. Thank you. 